Welcome to Sifted's live coverage of the Xbox and Bethesda. I'm going to call it E3 2022. Even if they're not. <laughs> Even if they're not. Showcase event. It is really, Matt, I believe the only legitimate E3 press conference that we're having this year. I mean, it's a bit of a wake, but yeah. Yeah. But remember, in Ireland, wakes get pretty crazy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I am really excited for today. Um, in fact, I could not sleep last night. I was here kind of late last night setting stuff up for today. Um, and I woke up this morning like way too early and I was like, oh, I can go back to sleep. And then I just got too excited and I couldn't. So uh, I hope you guys are as pumped as we are for the big Xbox press conference. Obviously now Bethesda, part of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm assuming next year we'll have... Activision and Blizzard is a part of this as well. Imagine that. I don't think so. Really? Not this. I think you don't think by this time next year. Oh, next year, yeah. Not not today. They would have they would have put that on the on the marquee. I think. Yeah, I mean next year. Yeah. Imagine it though. You're gonna have what used to be. They're not gonna have anything though. It's it's Blizzard. <laughs> it's like Blizzard comes out of hibernation every four years to tell you something is gonna coming out three years from now. Like, they just put out a game, Matt a game maybe by this time next year we'll have diablo 4 what do you think yeah i think diablo we'll probably be able to see diablo 4 and speculate about what horrible auction house nonsense (laughs) is going to be in it because we know that's coming (laughs) um a couple notes about what we're going to do here matt i I, I think it's i think it's going to be interesting over the next year building up to that as you see how much absolute faith has been lost in blizzard both from their work their workplace like choices and and corporate culture behavior and just what they did with Diablo Immortal like yeah. it's it's going to it's not going to be pretty like i think i think they if i were microsoft i would be like all right we got to have some course corrections here folks like that's a that's a problem yeah uh very quick note for you about how this is going to work matt and i are going to we're going to spend about 20 minutes previewing what you should see or maybe won't see. Hopefully we get a lot of surprises in this presentation. And then we'll the last 10 minutes, Matt and I will make our predictions for the press event. And then we'll do live commentary over the event. Matt, how long do you think it's going to last? 90 minutes, two hours? Um, I'm going to guess 90 minutes. Yeah. I yeah. don't think I've seen an actual time. Yeah. Keely's thing was just two hours, which I would argue was about an hour too long, but... Certainly felt like two hours. <laughs> it definitely did. Um, and we're going to talk about all the other stuff that's happened over the last couple of days on Game Face on Tuesday at our usual time, uh, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. So look forward to that in just two days. Uh, but today, it's all about Xbox and Bethesda. We're going to kick things off by talking about things maybe we're going to see. And in fact, that's how this is all going to be framed, Matt. Are we mm. going to see this stuff or not? And if we are, are we going to see gameplay or just a trailer? Mm-hmm. First game, Forza Motorsport. What do you think, Matt? I think we might see it, uh, at least some kind of trailer or, rec- or something. Um, the The word on the street is that Forza's next year. Really? So we may not uh, be happy with the release date. Because but... I kind of thought that might be the one game that ended yeah, up making kinda, it out this I year. Yeah, I kind of thought that might be the bunt for the fall schedule this year. Because it's like, oh, let's put Forza. You know, like, I mean, that was the running gag. You'll get the gears collection and forza you know and mm-hmm. that'll be that but i don't i don't know i've, I've seen multiple places that, that forces next year which is mind-boggling to me but here we are that is pretty odd honestly um yeah i kind of hope that that would be a game that with everything else being delayed out of the year that they might slide in for q4 to make mm-hmm. sure they have some big exclusive for the holiday season but i, I really do think their big hol- like fall release is going to be the gears collection 
I think that's all they got. That's insane. Unless, they, unless, unless that's worse than Sony Christmas. Unless it's going to be like something we've never heard of before. It just comes out of nowhere. Like, just like, oh, we got this. Like that's possible. I mean, yeah. that's that's you know they got enough teams that we don't know everything that that's been worked on. Yeah, the episode of Pactor Factor that just went up for patrons yesterday. He mentions that he thinks there's going to be a game that just appears out of nowhere that will release before the end of the year mm. to kind of save Christmas for Xbox. They better hope so. The Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the chances of that, we'll see. Uh, next up, Stalker 2. Development issues with this game, obviously, yeah, because it was, it was being developed out, in Ukraine. It was still supposed to come out in December, though, and I feel like you know they're, they'll probably put it in there just so they can do some solidarity solidarity with Ukraine commentary mm-hmm. as we awkwardly did in the summer game fest uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think we'll probably see that. I think so too. What do you think we'll see a trailer or gameplay? Um, you mean, I mean, I guess, yeah, I, I guess I think of them all as trailers. Yeah. Really, <laughs> Cause they're no, all pre-recorded. Yeah, nobody yeah. plays anything on a stage anymore, but I would think it'd be more of a gameplay demo thing. Yeah. You know, where you, where you watch the guy play the first, you know, 10 minutes. Not 10 minutes. I do 10 minutes of Stalker. But yeah. you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. Just like, The game's gorgeous, too. So I think it probably would be a good idea to show it. Because uh, so far, I haven't really seen a whole lot of games that really push the boundaries of what Xbox Series consoles can do. Um, and this game certainly does. So I would not be surprised if we get a five to seven minute demo of this game live on stage. Next up, Hellblade 2. This game, it feels like we should be playing this. This, To me, this might be another game that has a very slight chance of being that surprise release in Q4. Yeah, I would like for this to make it this year, but I don't know. I, it feels like they're being so ambitious with it, and, and they've been slow rolling it enough that yep. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if we barely saw it today. But I would like to see more. Because um, this gameplay demo from the Game Awards didn't really tell us a whole lot other mm-hmm. than like, oh boy, I want to play this. Yeah. I mean, so, they have shown us gameplay, which is good. Yeah. Um, I just like, you know, I don't, I don't really care what it is. I just like to see more of this game. Mm-hmm. I would lean, because they did just show us gameplay, I would lean towards a trailer for this game. Mm-hmm. But I would not be shocked. I'd like to see a release date. That's yeah. what I'd like to see. Or at least like a quarter window, yep. you know, something like that. Yeah, I would not be shocked if out of nowhere they're like, this game's coming in December or something like that, which means it could then be delayed yeah. until 2023. But... I mean, it's just, like, you can't really guess one or the other. I mean, I don't have a guess one or the other in some ways just because, like, Ninja Theory is so small that, like, you know, this is a lot for a pretty. I mean, this is you know. I think their team is not that much bigger than the No Man's Sky team. Like, yeah, you know, they're. I think they're they're cranking pretty hard on this. I mean, look what they're look what they did. Yeah, it looks pretty know? gorgeous. Yeah, game's looking good. Uh, but I definitely think it will be a part of the presentation today in some. Shape yeah, I don't. Or form. I don't think you can let this go by without mention showing something like at least a little. Hey, this is still here and cool. Yep. Next up, Starfield game was just delayed into 2023 despite mm-hmm. having a release date for this year baked into its trailer it Pretty was just a date it just is something's happening on november 11th we don't know what come on <laughs> let's not let's not get, let's not pin them down to the, yeah uh, god of war is going to be released on that date is I mean, my guess yeah yeah that's probably that's probably right that's probably talk, true. we'll talk about a troll um yeah <laughs> if, if they would release god of war on the date the starfield was supposed to come out i think uh i don't see any reason you shouldn't get like a big demo of this. I think so too. Um, I think we're gonna see the first ever real gameplay. If only started. is like sort of like a consolation prize kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Like, sorry, it's not coming out this year, but, but... here, here's what you're gonna miss. You know. Um. So yeah, if, if I mean, out, barring the you know the the surprise release we don't know about, I would expect this to in a sane world to be the biggest 
a most a largest amount of time devoted to anything in the show. Agreed, and I would also argue that it either either starts or finishes the yeah event. That would be a smart thing. Like to my do. guess would be maybe you start with this and you end with a surprise. What's actually coming out this year? Yeah, sort of thing. <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about it in that way, but it is what it is. Um, next up, Redfall. Also, the the word is that yeah, the word is like Bethesda showing this and something of Redfall and announcing two new things. Oh, okay. That was the rumor. Okay. Well, here I don't know. Is... I don't know if that's true or not. I haven't looked at the internet this morning, really. Okay. Well, here is Redfall, Bethesda's cooperative vampire hunter mm-hmm. shooter. Um, this game was also supposed to come out this year and was also delayed into 2023. There have yeah. been betas. This, is, this was supposed to be August at one point, yeah. which is kind of hilarious. I think we kind of knew all along that wasn't going to yeah, happen. Yeah, that was that was not, that was very optimistic. But there have been betas already. There's been leaks from some of the early play tests that players have been doing. Um, I definitely think we'll see a gameplay demo of this, considering people have been playing it already and it was supposed to come out this year. I think this will be another one of the big gameplay demos uh, of the press conference. And uh, I'm excited to check it out. Um, a Bethesda game, you know, one thing you can never say about Bethesda is it doesn't try to do things that are different and unique. So um, Deathloop, obviously, one of the game of the year contenders for last year. Um, I don't know if this game is quite as innovative, but it does look fun. And the setting, I think, is pretty unique. Uh, so I'm pretty excited for this game. And hopefully we'll get to at least check out a little bit of it. Um Let's see. Next up, Avowed. Obsidian's... It's funny. So, Obsidian, I think this was originally supposed to be Xbox's, like, Elder Scrolls killer. Yeah. But now, still Xbox well. owns the Elder Scrolls. <laughs> yeah, but they still need something like Elder Scrolls to fill the intervening six years, so... Yeah. I think uh, we will not see this. When, when was this trailer from? I can't remember. Two years ago? Is it two I years think? old now? At least... Yeah, I mean, maybe we see, I think we'll see maybe another trailer. I don't think we'll see it at all. Because this trailer really doesn't show much. No, it's, no, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my bet down on this. You want to call prediction? We will not see, hear or see of Avowed. Anything of Avowed? There will be nothing of Avowed in this, I don't think. Do you think we'll see anything from Obsidian at all? I don't know. I mean, I we might stumble into a 10-minute grounded 1.0 presentation. <laughs> like That's that kind of one of my mistake. fears. Uh, but like, no, I don't know what else they're really working on right now. Yeah. Um... But I do not think we'll see this. I think this, this game's way, way out. Okay. Um, next up, Alan Wake 2. I think too, too, it, too early for this, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I think we'll get a mention. Like, I think they'll mention a bunch of stuff. I don't know if we'll get any kind of in-depth thing from this. It feels like we've already seen what they're going to show this year of this game. Yeah, I, have a, I don't think this game is all that far along. I think best case scenario is we get another trailer, but I think more likely they have bigger fish to fry with this presentation. So mm-hmm. I'd be shocked if we see anything from this game today. Uh, maybe just a reminder that it's coming and some yeah. kind of a montage or something like that, just to you know let people know. Yeah, that it might it show up in like the whole you know the, where they show thirty things and yeah. like you know, it's like all oh, the stuff that's on Xbox. Don't forget, yeah, yeah, one of those type deals. Um, and then, hmm. Everwild, Rare's everybody just forget Everwild. Game. Just <laughs> forget just... they mentioned that. Just don't, <laughs> just forget it. Like just, just move on. Like, it is... This is not a thing anymore. I don't think it is funny. I'm that... sure it's a thing, but they, they, they even as recently as like last year, they like they did an interview where they're like, we don't actually know what the gameplay is yet. Mm-hmm. We just built the world. Yeah. It's just like okay, that's an interesting. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it pays off for him. But like, I don't, I don't think this is a game yet. 
still. It like doesn't a, sound like it. Yeah. They have what an idea what the game a part of it is going to be. No, I mean, it sure looks cool as hell, but yeah. like, what is it? They, if, they, if they don't know, I <laughs> don't think we're expected to know. It reminds me of, um, was it Fable Legends, the multiplayer Fable game that we yeah. got like a bunch like, of media for, and then it just like disappeared. Oh, no, that was in bait. Like, you could yeah. pl- people were playing that for months. People spent money on that. They I had know. to refund everything. Like, I know. It was, canceling that game was bizarre. Like, like, there's so much media impressed for this game already. It's biz- I mean, we, I have three trailers. There's previews of it. There's so much write ups, so many write ups about it yeah, online. But it's, even through all that, it still feels a little proof of concepty. Yeah, um, so. it's just weird that they would have gone so far and just to turn around, but. I I'm, I agree with you. You know, basically, it came out not long ago that Rare is trying to figure the game out, and it doesn't know what it's going to be yet. And I think it's just way too early to show something like that mm-hmm. at this point. So I agree with you. I think Everwild is ninety five percent out for this presentation. I don't think a lot of people are all that excited to really check it out anyway, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't think it's made a huge impression with a lot of people. I only think about it when you bring it up on these things. So yeah, yeah. I, most I think a lot of people just sort of put this out of their mind because they know it's. Either a long way off or never. Yeah. So, next up, the Outer Worlds two. I would very much like to see this. Me too. Uh, so that's what Obsidian's doing. Yeah. Right. That that was the other option yeah. for sure. Do you think they'll they'll show it? I don't know. Like I, I feel like that's kind of a coin flip, but I re- I would really like to see it. Me too. Um, a very auspicious debut for that franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed to be a little rushed because it was shorter than most games of that yeah, type. It, it felt a little proof of concepty in the sense of like how much was there. But right. I, I remember I, at the time, I think I, when, when we talked about it, I said the sequel to this game is going to be game of the year contender. Yeah. Because um, once they went out, they got the formula down and they got like the world down. They can just play in it. And yeah, I'm. this is this is. Outer Worlds 2 is pretty high on my wanted list, really. I mean, I'm, I'm not getting too, you know, you know, dug into it because I know it's probably a long way. I see the earliest, probably mid to late next year. But, like, yeah. Um, no, I really like the first one, and I'd really like to see more. So, I think best case scenario, a gameplay trailer. Yeah, something. Because this trailer's in-engine, but it doesn't really show any of the play. Yeah. So, that's kind of the next step for most games. That's kind of how the promotional cycle goes. So, that would be my guess, best case scenario for Outer Worlds 2. Next up, Arc 2, starring Vin Diesel. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's probably time. We are due. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've been running this trailer for like two years now. Um, it's time to see something from this game other than this weird trailer. Yeah. <laughs> this trailer is so weird. Like, just, it's just so different from the first one. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right. It, I, it's I Vin guess. Diesel, and he just, you know, in his costuming and everything, it just, I think it's bizarre. Um, but yeah, he's, he apparently loves it. Yeah. Executive producer or something. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe we'll see. I'm guessing maybe just another trailer for this. Probably not gameplay yet. Probably not. If the first one's anything to go by, you probably don't want a demo gameplay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the first one was so hard to get past the first 10 minutes. Yeah. I remember I had to try it three times before I could just get past the first like opening little sequence or whatever. Um, I have a feeling they're going to nerf that stuff and make it a lot more onboard friendly for the sequel, but we'll see. Um, next up, State of Decay 3. That I mean, studio has been in turmoil. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're mentioning this one. I don't think we're going to see anything from this game no, at this, all. This sounds like it's in a whole horrible place right yeah, now. Yeah, the so. studio, there's been a lot of reports coming out from the studio that there's all kinds of issues there as far as with the workforce. Um, for the first time in my career hearing developers say that the publisher was two hands off. <laughs> like, 
That, you just don't hear that. That is something that is never a problem, mm-hmm. the publisher being too hands-off. Um, yeah. They actually were, were asking Microsoft to come in and like regulate the studio a little better. Yeah, it happens sometimes. It was, it was funny. Yesterday, uh, Matt McMuscles put up his What Happened About uh, Trespasser. You remember, remember yeah. that Jurassic Park? Yep. And they talked about how like they had no uh, guidance. Like the DreamWorks didn't know anything about video games, so they just sort of like let them go and do what they want. Like that was kind of a problem after a certain point. Yeah, it's bizarre, um, but I don't think we'll see anything from this. I mean, as it is, this trailer, the first one that they gave us, is all CG. Yeah, it's nothing from the actual game. It's literally just a "this exists" right trailer. Yeah, even though it probably when they put the trailer out didn't in fact exist. (laughs) So those. That's pretty much the list of stuff that I think had a possibility of being shown. Now we're going to mm-hmm. move on to a trio of long shots. And a couple of them you've already kind of shot down. Um, the first one, Elder Scrolls Six. Not a chance in hell. <sighs> no chance at not all of even just a, a trailer to no, tease people with? nothing. There's, they haven't even started this game. There's no question. This is, this is literal proof of concept stuff. I mean, this isn't even a proof of concept. This is basically animated. <laughs> this, is this is basically animated concept art. Yeah. There's nothing here. <laughs> yeah, I would give it like a one percent chance of. And if they do yeah. show anything, it's going to be a trailer. At best, they'll just they'll just say, "And don't forget, Elder Scrolls is coming." Yeah. Like, Again, in that thirty second montage, is my guess at the end of it. They have all. years and years and years yep. to worry about this. Uh, next up, Perfect Dark. Uh, no. This game has also been in development hell. They've had They keep bringing in reinforcements. (laughs) Crystal Dynamics, is that right, is working on this now? Yeah, Yeah. Crystal was involved, and there was another team involved. It's weird. Yeah. No one seems to fully know what's going on with this thing. It it sounds like it's a disaster, and they can't figure out what kind of... A little bit like Everwild, they can't really seem to figure out what game they want it to be. Which is weird, because it's like, there's only so many things Perfect Dark can be. I mean, like, just I make sound- Tomb Raider. Just I mean, I think Tomb that's Raider what's going to happen. I think with Crystal Dynamics coming in, they're going to turn it into a Tomb Raider clone. I got no problem with that. Me either. It's not like we, we get a Tomb Raider once every three years, something like if that. that. I mean, Slot this in every other third year, that's great. I have no issue with that at all. So, um, I don't think we're going to see it. I would give this a less than 5% chance. All the rumors are already saying no, right? Yeah. The, 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 word, on the street. word on the street. Conventional wisdom seems to be this is not going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then finally, and this is another one where the word on the street is not being kind at all, Fable mm-hmm. from Playground Games. The earliest thing I heard about this presentation is don't expect Fable. Really? Yeah. That's the first bit of gossip I heard was no Fable. Huh. Where, where did you see that, Matt? Uh, Twitter. Because it does seem like it's kind of due to see something. Yeah, but if they don't want to, then they don't want to. Because this trailer also is just a CG trailer. Yeah. This isn't anything from the actual game. No, this, this, these are that, they're all from that one year where they're just like, we acquired all these things and we're going to show you a little teaser so you know there's something to look forward to, but really there's nothing concrete yet. Yeah, it's basically, this is just saying, you know what, Playground Games is working on Fable. Because yeah, there were rumors coming. flying around for a long time before this trailer was released. Yeah. Um, but this trailer does capture the tone of Fable, I believe. Yeah, it does. Um, the whimsy cross with the macabre is mm-hmm. a good way to yeah, the, describe the, the Fable aesthetic. The, the dry British thing. Yeah, is. yeah, absolutely. Um so, yeah, I would, I don't know, I'd give this a little bit, of, I know the rumor is it's not going to be shown and whatnot, I would give this a little bit of a higher chance of being shown, but maybe like 15 or 20%, something like that. I don't know, I, I, I'd like to see more, I'd like to see what the hell's going on, because I do care about the Fable games, but, uh. Yep. 
So those are all the games that we think might be shown. Now, as Matt said, again, word on the street is that there's two brand new things that are going to be shown. Fable and Perfect Dark are not going to be there. We'll see if that actually plays out and ends up being true. Now we're going to move on to our predictions for this press event. Let me check the time here. Oh, we're doing perfectly on time. Uh, Both of us are going to deliver a couple predictions, and I am going to start. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I am going to start with a prediction that I have made for the last two or three. Say it often enough, and one day you'll be right. (laughs) What is the saying? Like a stopped clock is right twice a day? Yes, this is is definitely your stopped clock. I want to see in chat if anyone can predict what I am about to predict, because I have a feeling everybody knows by now what I'm about to say. (laughs) Vincent says, here we go again. Yep. Justin Orman says, don't say Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. Yeah. That is exactly what I am predicting. And this time, I come with at least half a receipt, Matt, because there are rumors floating around that a new banjo is going to be shown today. Well, there's rumors floating around that they're working on a new banjo. I have not seen any of those rumors say that it's going to be in this show. That's true. That's true. So Modern Vintage Gamer went to GDC, and he is a game developer, developer, actually. He works at Night Dive Studios. And so he went to GDC, and he said he heard many people in his various travails around GDC talking about how Rare is working Many on a new people band. are saying. Yeah. Yes. So he actually heard people We know talk. if you proceed anything with that, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> so just because I have been so steadfast in that someday Rare will work on another banjo, I am predicting that we will get a trailer for a brand new Banjo-Kazooie game today, and it will not be Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts 2. It will be Banjo 3E. Which are we they... Info coming in right now because you said that they've canceled the banjo project. <laughs> now you've done it. Thanks, Matt. Breaking news. <laughs> Matt, what's your first prediction? Uh, I mean, my first prediction is technically we will not see Avowed. Okay. I, I, I think Avowed is, is one of those things. Um, the other thing, I think the more. Why do you think we won't see it, Matt? I just think that game is. Something tells me that game is. The ambition that yeah. it's going to require. Yeah. Um, and because of Obsidian's reputation for buggy open world things, like I think they're going to wait until that thing is real ready. Okay. Um, even to show it, let alone release it. Uh, the other, I would say, we're definitely going to have to sit through a, a Halo Redemption arc <laughs> um, here. We're gonna, trying to save. Yeah, there's definitely going to be a whole thing where they try to build our confidence in how totally supported Halo Infinite it's going to be, and you can do co-op now, and you can do like we're going to you're going to have to do that. We're going to have to live through this folks i'm sorry like we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do the 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 master chief redemption halo arc here okay um that's fair and i think that's probably likely i mean you gotta do it i'm not looking forward to it but you gotta do it no i think you're right i think they'll probably give five to eight minutes to the halo infinite roadmap to try to get people engaged and i think Mm -hmm. it will fail miserably probably because i just feel like it's already game over for yeah. that game. The, the community sure, sure seems to feel that way. I mean, look, if it hasn't had a resurgence organically when there's been no other exclusives to play, mm-hmm. what are the chances of it having a resurgence when there are other games to play? I mean, the play? best you could do, I guess, would be actually to put out like a, co- like a co-op campaign, a new campaign chunk along with the co-op mm-hmm. and hope that those people migrate to the multiplayer in the process. Yeah. Uh, by the way, people, we are keeping an eye on the press conference. We have it right here in our TriCaster in our preview pane. Um, as soon as it kicks off, we will head over there. So don't sweat it. We're mm. not going to miss the opening of the press conference. We're all good. Uh, my next prediction is that there will be an Avatar demo for Ubisoft's mm. Avatar game. Ubisoft did not do any sort of an E3 Summer Game Fest, whatever you want to call it, presentation. Um, I think we know why. It's because it doesn't have a whole lot to show. One thing it should have to show, though, is the Avatar game. 
And since it's not having its own press event, the next best thing is the Xbox and Bethesda press event. So I think it's time. The, when is the film scheduled for release, Matt? December. So it has to. They have to show a demo of this. I don't think this will be here. Really? No. How come? Uh, I just think they're going to hold all this stuff until closer to the marketing window. Really? Because like, as far as they're concerned, I think this thing's going to be a mega hit no matter what. And you just put this out... You, they don't. They don't really care. I think if we know about it, they want to. They want the mass audience to know about it. So you'll see a lot of advertising in November, I think. But uh, no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think so. Maybe Gamescom. Okay. Maybe Gamescom. Uh, partly because the UB, UB connection. I. I've also heard that UB is not really going to be at this thing. Oh, where'd, where'd you see that at? Uh, that's just been floating around. Oh, interesting. I think it's time. Um. I mean, if it's launching- anything, anything else, I might agree. But like, this is controlled tooth and nail by James Cameron, so who knows? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if James Cameron's on stage. I would. They will never let that. <laughs> Remember happen the again. last time he did that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. What get, a disaster! I wouldn't get was. too excited about this one. This is. Uh, I don't think this will be here, but I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit of it. But I think they're going to want. Uh, again, I think as they, they approach the release of the movie, they are going to want more people's first encounter with this property this year to be the movie and not the game. Interesting. Okay. Do you think the game will launch right alongside the film? I think they'd like it to. Yeah. I don't know if it will. What the hell else is Ubisoft working on it? They better get it know. done. I don't know. I mean, ideally, yeah, you'd get this out in November or yeah. early December to go alongside the movie, but who knows? Hey, these days. I actually, I don't know this. Does this follow the plot of the film, or is this... No, it's a different... It's its own thing. Okay. And it's not like a prequel to the film or anything like that? I mean, I'm sure it's in canon, but it takes... it. I don't know when it takes place. It's not, it is not based on the film. Okay. All right. On the, on the new movie, no. Okay. What's your next prediction, Matt? Um, well, I, I think the rumors are credible that Silk Song is going to be a day one Game Pass uh, release. It would make a lot of sense. Absolutely. Which is a big, big deal. Bigger like than most people think. Yeah. I mean, we've been waiting for this game for a long, long time. So is my fantasy team. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, and it, we still don't really have a hard release date. No. For that game. It's this year. We, we say They say this year. Yeah. But. Mm. <laughs> but to get that on Game Pass would be pretty great. It would be. And it's a perfect fit. Yeah. Um, game Pass could use some help right now, too. So Microsoft. Mm-hmm. With all its games being delayed, like that's out of a year. real good thing to have there and make people glad they have Game Pass. Yeah, it, Microsoft, and that may be that that's actually a big is, fat steak to throw to the people that are still subscribing to Game Pass. Yeah, this actually leads into my last prediction, which is that Microsoft is going to announce some huge Game Pass games, mm-hmm. some exclusive or some big third party games that are day and date because it does not have its first party games to fill the void. I think mm-hmm. it's going to sign some deals with some third parties to get some really big stuff on Game Pass Day and Date. Um, it's already done a little bit of that, but I think you, you're going to look at some big stuff. Um, like, for example, another game that I think they're going to show in this press conference, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. I think mm. we're going to see a demo of this today. And I also think that there's a probability that a game of this caliber is going to be announced Day and Date for Game Pass because it needs something on Game Pass to keep people from canceling their subscriptions over the next seven or eight months while they wait for a big game. So I think that's going to be a push for Xbox in this press conference in general is filling up the channels with good Game Pass stuff because they need it because they're not doing it themselves. Yeah, I mean, this would be a good way to make sure I actually play this. And this game is due to show us a demo, by the way. I mean, it was supposed to come out this yeah, year. But maybe like with a delay to next year, who knows? Yeah. It's who true. knows what that did to the timeline? It's true. Um, 
But I think you're getting the gist now, though. This is this is going to be good. Like, I really think this press conference is going to be something really exciting, something really good to watch. I think we're going to get a look at a lot of stuff we've been really excited for, a lot of things that were delayed out of this year. And I think that's going to benefit this press event, Matt, is that so many games were pushed out. And this is kind of the last big, other than the Game Awards at the end of the year, or Gamescom to a lesser extent. Um, this is kind of a real big opportunity for them to get in front of a huge, huge audience. So, um I'm really excited for this. I think it's going to be awesome. What about you, Matt? Have you, I know at Game Face you were kind of tepid mm-hmm. with your excitement over it. Has that changed still, at all? No, I'm still. I still don't really expect this to be particularly interesting. Both in the, in the sense that maybe they'll show like so much of this is just going to be next year. Okay. So much of it's next year, and like that's not interesting to me. Like it's all. It's just like look forward like, more to things you already were looking forward to, but mm-hmm. longer. Like yeah. that's, that's not exciting to me. Like that's that's. You know, I'm, it's expected, but it's still meh. Um, like, I, do I want to see what Starfield's like? Absolutely. Is, am I going to be super excited about it? No, because it's next year. Maybe late next year. We don't know. You know, they say mm-hmm. Q1, Q2, but like, you know, I don't have any faith in these things anymore. So, like, cool, but call me when I can give you money for it, really. I mean, that's that's where I am on that. Like, okay. And I guess I wouldn't have to give you money for it because it's Game Pass. But like, <laughs> right. But like... You know, like it's just so much of it seems so unimmediate, um, and maybe I mean maybe there will be something. Maybe there'll be the surprise thing they've got that that everybody says is in there. Maybe Bethesda's two announcements will be something interesting. Who knows? Um, another Wolfenstein. Um, <laughs> kind of do for that though. Yeah, yeah, it's we been are. a while. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, let's look at chat. Do you guys have any predictions? We got about two minutes before the press. Actually, it's ten o'clock now. Yeah, this it might be, be. Should be going. Yeah, let me let me just jump over here to make sure that we don't miss anything. It should be starting up here real soon. Um, there's seventy thousand people waiting for this tour to start right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, there we go. Yep. All right. Let me get the audio hooked up for you guys, and here we go. Uh, two minutes. Two minutes. All right. That does give us some time to look at predictions from you guys. Let's see if you guys have any. Uh, Chester Eugene, thank you for Twitch Prime while we're in here. Uh, Eric Cartmenez said Dead says Dead Rising remake in Resident Evil Engine. Interesting. That's not a bad one. Um, any other predictions from you guys? Gold oh, Goldeneye has a lot of yeah the achievements for that leak. So yeah, yes. Goldeneye might be in there. Yeah. Does anyone care still? I don't. Like about Goldeneye? I mean, no. you know, like a remaster of Goldeneye? No. I don't care. I was more excited <laughs> about the Dark Alliance 2 remaster that was announced. Yeah. Hey, well, before we get started here, let us know about the audio mix, if our voices are okay. Oh, yeah, Evil Within 3 is probably in here somewhere, yeah? Big Dave, Big Dave Lazard says the Evil Within 3. Do you think that's going to happen after the studio just put out a game just a couple months ago? I mean, they they got separate teams on those, as I recall. Yeah, so. that's right. I mean, Kami didn't really work on the on their new game all that much. So maybe you're right. Yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo was like his underlings working on it. So maybe his baby. Uh, that's interesting. Eth Demon saying Diablo 4 being shown because beta signups dropped last night. Oh, okay. That's possible. That makes sense. Absolutely, that makes sense. Neo JD says first game is going to be Redfall. Um, I can see that as a kickoff. Okay, Toast says he can barely hear us over the audio. Okay, then we'll bring down the sound of the press conference a little bit. In fact, it's pretty loud in our ear as well. Forza Horizon 5 DLC, I guess that is. Is that better? Probably Just let us know. Voice levels sound good, Justin says. Okay. Um, 
Any other last predictions? We got 10 seconds here, people. Forza DLC, Sneaky says. I think the Hot Wheels DLC has already leaked for Forza Horizon. I think oh. I just saw something on Sifted. All right, here we go. Let's do it. And again, if the audio mix is not good, just let us know in the chat and we'll adjust it for you guys. Xbox console exclusive. Looney on the loose says long shot Prince nope, of Persia. Yeah, Red, Redfall. There it is. Just predicted it. Who was it that predicted Redfall first? Um, something's off at the church. I can't hear that at all. Uh, Neo JD predicted it. Okay. Good job, buddy. His plan was to investigate it alone. Of course. Don't stress Layla. Oh, shit. Yeah, volume's too low. What was that? The volume for what? For the game? It sounds like the game. So yeah. I turned it down for somebody else, and now they want me to turn it back up. I can barely hear the game in my ear. Like it's. I can hear it loud. I can barely hear anything. Really? I can't hear. I can't understand the dialogue if we're talking. It's too loud. Too too low. Really? Yeah. It's really loud for me. Is there a volume thing on this? Uh uh. No, I can't. I can barely. I... Come on, let's find the others and beat feet. You know, Redfall used to look like it was straight out of a postcard. This is strange because I thought this was all about like co-op. I didn't really think it was a big single-player game. Seafront district and the old lighthouse. Then something happened. People started vanishing, and those who didn't sold out big time fast forward basically everyone's either a vampire a cultist trying to become a vampire or dead and these aren't just trashy movie vampires these monsters blocked out the sun and pushed back all the water totally cut us off from the outside world gotta admit though if i have to be stuck on an island full of vampires i'm glad it's with y'all feelings mutual i guess oh thanks jacob We've also got Remy, our engineer genius, and her little robot. Here's the co-op stuff. Who's a good robot? Who's the best robot? And our resident experts on all uh, things. We're like volume ten. The game feeds about five. Last but not least, yours truly. I have these weird powers. We've been digging for answers, but haven't found much beyond blood and death. Luckily, the vampires and their sycophants aren't discreet about where they like to nest. I bet the answers we need are inside those tourist traps turned fortresses. 
spotted some bloodsuckers in their fan club near the festival grounds. Let's start there. Some guy doing his best Chris Pratt impression there. <laughs> this is different than what I thought it was going to be. This is, this is Left 4 Dead with Vampires is pretty much what I was expecting. Could go straight at him or just slip past. Let's just get this done. On my mark. I'm still not quite sure. Do you play this with other people cooperatively? Or yeah. is it... Yeah, it's a four-player game. Is it? As far as I know. That's what I thought. That's not the impression that this gives, though. I don't think. Yeah, it is. Really? This looks like Left 4 Dead. Oh, so you think this commentary is like the canned stuff like Ubisoft did at E3 yeah. one year. Gotcha. It's so like it's supposed to be like, human players talking. No, it's supposed to be the characters are talking, but it's supposed to be like they're, they're in the game. Oh. Cryptid Hunter's intuition tells me there's a nest nearby. You're what? Tuff, that's not a thing. Found You're right. It's like left oh, for yeah, vampires. Mm -hmm. must go in there. What is that? Where does it go? Into the safe house. Some kind of collective consciousness. That's impossible. There's the movie theater. I used to come here all the time. Why'd they have to mess this up for me? Ah, shit. It'll collapse any second. Run! Well, it looks like you can play by yourself. You can play by yourself in Left 4 Dead, too. But <laughs> playing Left 4 Dead well. by yourself sucks so bad. Or Back for Blood by yourself. Big skill tree there. No release date. It's 2023. We knew that. Yeah, but I mean, no hard date. Uh oh. Silk song. This looks appropriately insane. Yeah, I mean, this is what a follow-up to Hollow Knight should look like. Yep. Mm, no date. No, day one with Game Pass. There it is. Yeah. But no release date. No release date. What the hell? <laughs> when are they ever gonna announce a release? Did you pick? Was that on your team? Yes. Good luck. That is. <laughs> What the launch hell? Exclusive. Okay. Humans launch drugs. You're the only one that can stop them. Realize we're gonna have to take out the entire alien drug cartel. Uh, Rick and Morty. 
you're just gonna leave me here in, in what, space? Everybody lives in space, including you. All right, you're a bounty hunter now. You gotta help me rescue my friends. They're Gatlians, just like me. So your gun is Morty. That's basically what's <laughs> happening hey, why here. Why so tight? How about a little dinner first and some bubble bath maybe first? Look at us, blasting away. Kind of like uh, Stranger's Wrath. Yeah, it does a little bit. With the, 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 you know, the personified gun. Also reminds me a little bit of Slime Rancher. Yeah. Well, we didn't predict this one. Nope, I don't think anybody would have. Yes, more, more, I need more stabbing. Also, the YouTube stream is crappy. There's so many people on it, it's like dropping down in resolution. Everyone fight each other! <laughs> High on life. <laughs> This year, oh, there's your, there's your, uh, there's your big fall game. <laughs> there's Patrick's prediction. Fire Native, finally the big good games. <laughs> Welcome to the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase. Today, we're doing something we've never done before. For the first time ever, our entire show is focused on games you can play over the next 12 months. Oh. You're going to see more gameplay hmm. than we've ever had in a show. Industry-defining racing experiences. Ripping narratives, compelling strategy titles. Come on, YouTube. And my favorite, the most anticipated open world RPG of the last 20 years. All playable in the year ahead. And the best part is with the Xbox, you'll be able to play those games in more ways than ever before. You can play on your console, PC, or on the go with Xbox Cloud Gaming. The circular green, green want, stage is going to be part of the game industry for like Today the next we're decade. Show you more than what 30 is titles the circular green screen Pass. stage? Oh. <laughs> hundreds of titles coming to members over the next year. This might be the same stage that Je it looks like the same stage Jeff did his thing on. Well, I mean, that, none of that's real, right? So. It's all green screen. Yeah, we are it's thrilled just to be working with an iconic design. Everyone's in front of the same of the curved played, space window. Most yeah. watched franchises in the entire world, and now all Game Pass members will be able to unlock the benefits for these incredible games on PC and mobile. Vincent brings up a good point that, I mean, Silksong is coming in the next 12 months, but yeah. that doesn't do me any good. <laughs> that leaves uh, six months. Six months, yeah. Unforgettable moments in esports to amazing creations that have blown our minds. Our community has continually taken Riot Games to new heights. Today, we're proud to invite the Xbox community into that world. We're bringing our biggest PC and mobile games to Game Pass. Ooh. Subscribers will unlock every champion on League and Wild Rift. All Valorant agents, select cards in Legends of Runeterra, and little legends in Teamfight Tactics. And that's just the start. Hmm. Wow. That's kind of a big deal. Journey with us, and welcome to Riot Well, Games. or is it? They're all free to play games anyway. Yeah, but if it, all champions unlock, that's, yeah, not, that's, that's not That's a nothing. big deal. Yeah. Home sweet home. Every day. 
I always love trying watching an editor try to make a card game exciting. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, East Demon says in the chat that if you had to pay to unlock all those yeah, champs, that's a lot. And they, it is a lot of money. Yeah. There's a like not having to wait for there. the rotation just because you're a Game Pass subscriber seems like a pretty good deal. Yeah, I mean, I played League for like seven or eight years, and I never spent a penny on it. And I think at the end of that time before I quit playing, I had unlocked 30 or 40 champs, maybe. Something like that for free. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of monetary value to that. But the rest of it, like Valorant, some of their games cost money now, though. Some of their recent yeah. ones, like their single-player stuff. Call me when the fighting game's out. Yeah. Well, no one's going to be calling you for a long time, I think. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> Still. Yeah, I mean, that's a thing. That's a... That was one of the things I predicted, though, is that it would partner with a lot more yeah. third parties to... Bowie Game Pass. I'm sorry, Amicia. For Hugo. Oh, is this a uh, plague tale? Looks like it. The is not just in What's with the potato quality today? Come on, YouTube. Yeah, I don't know. YouTube's just choking. It can't handle all the traffic. Flesh. Remember, no more killing soldiers, no more killing us. Look out! There's a killer around here. One of our men has been murdered. Oh lord, it's that 480p that we're watching right now. Mm. Something like that. I'm tired of being afraid. I'll show them that it's over. Finally. See, they're nothing, nothing to be scared of. Which one, not them? What is wrong with me? You go. There are the rats. Yeah, it looks like you can control them. That's pretty awesome. Like, like the little girl's got rat control power. I'm saying it's this year. Not on Game Pass, though. Yeah, there it is. Play it on day one with Game Pass. Oh, it did? Right there. Oh, I, I spoke too That's soon. That's a separate graphic they throw up at the uh... end of everything. Looking forward to that. I like the first one a lot. Yeah, underrated game for sure. Here's Forza. What's gonna happen? I bet cars are gonna drive. <laughs> I mean, about its release date. 2023. I bet that's all we get. It's like 2023. Just like uh, Redfall. But first half, I guess. Tell 
Sure looks nice, but like, I don't know, like I'm spoiled by Horizon's level of personality. Yeah, these games are very sterile. And they haven't shown anything from this one yet that would lead me to believe that that's gonna change. I, I don't really expect much more than just Forza again. Yeah. Yeah, with the spring, spring. 23. Oh boy. With the proper like graphical upgrades, I mean that's kind of all you need to do. But it has been a while. It yeah, it sure has. Forza Motorsport is. And back. it's gonna be a while longer. I'm Dan Greenwald, GM of Motorsport, and I'm joined by Chris Asaki, Creative Director at Turn Ten. Forza is known for its photoreal beauty and state-of-the-art immersion. Built from the ground up to showcase the Xbox Series X and S consoles, including techniques like real-time ray tracing on track. This is the most technically yeah, I remember advanced doing racing interviews game with, with Dan when we were young. Yeah, <laughs> when he was a lot <laughs> younger too. To show you the all -new yeah, I mean, I meant like both of us. Right, being yeah. <laughs> yep. Welcome to Maple Valley. This track has been a fan favorite since the original Motorsport launched back in 2005. For the first time in Forza Motorsport, fully dynamic time of day brings Maple Valley to life in stunning detail. What you are seeing is an in-engine gameplay demo presented using a single camera with no cuts. Let's jump in with the M8. completely overhauled the driving experience. This includes a 48 yeah, no, I don't think that's the connection here the fidelity of our physics yeah. simulation. Let's advance time of day here and look at the world details. Everything you see is new and has been captured with photogrammetry and 3D material scans. Advanced rendering and procedural generation techniques bring a new level of realism to the track. Here you can see the beautiful fall colors of Maple Valley. The grass, rocks, greeny <laughs> vegetation, the grass, skies and clouds, rocks. they all demonstrate a generational leap in beauty and detail. Let's advance time again. You are looking at our all-new dynamic time of day. This is a fundamental system to the new Forza Motorsport, and like weather, is available on every track. These new simulation details add further depth, drama, and dynamics to the racing experience. Tracks definitely seem more alive than prior motorsport games. In addition to our dynamic time of day, forward plus lighting and physically based lights come together to deepen the realism and immersion in the world. Changes in the time of day also change ambient temperatures, which affect track surface temps. Grip is also affected by these track temp changes, rubbering in, and of course, weather. Let's head to the pits. We've added features that players have been asking for. Tire and fuel management, multiple tire compounds, and new depth in car building 
create the ultimate racing playset. Advanced materials and shaders paired with ray tracing bring out incredible detail in the gold heat wrap, anodized aluminum, and carbon fiber. Engine bays with their complex self-reflection is a place where ray tracing really shines. Car damage is a racing reality. In Forza Motorsport, car damage is reproduced down to the individual scratches on the bodywork. You can see here some of the new details in the directionality of damage, how the paint peels away at exposed and raised edges. Does it the affect the performance of the car, and though? And even in the dirt buildup. A lot of times it's just cosmetic. Using and the I'm power completely of the fine with that. Yeah, me too, actually. No interest in doing, dealing <laughs> with that shit. Makes There's nothing worse than connected. limping a car around cars the track that like has a broken cars. axle. Cars reflect in their own mirrors, bodywork, brake rotors, and wings. Things just feel more natural, more real. Ugh. Oh my gosh, the stream is so terrible. The accuracy of our overhaul physics the beauty of our cars and tracks. When this demo is done, our we're gonna cut away real quick. I'm gonna reload it and hopefully we get a better resolution. And real-time ray tracing on track lead to a generational leap yeah, in a Try to force it to 1080p, right? As opposed to this auto. Is the all-new Forza Motorsport. Kind of would have liked to have seen weather. Yeah, they didn't really show that. That's not really a new thing. Oh, I can't cut away now. Flight simulator. <laughs> well, if it's flight simulator, I will go. Yep. I will cut away. It's flight simulator. Okay, one second, guys. I think that's better. We'll see. Yeah. It, it looks fine until things start moving, and that's when you can tell. Yeah, it's funny how the amount of things happening on screen actually does impact the memory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's better. I think we got, got a good stream now. This game is gorgeous, but I do not have the, the attention span, even as someone who loves planes. I haven't touched it since the week it came out. And we played it for the show. Like if I had like the setup for it, like the full like oh, you know, yeah. the whole thing. But I just. Uh, or if I was interested in becoming like a real pilot. Yeah, running your own airline, like some people <laughs> do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that'll ever happen, but. Helicopters, yay! All right, something more complicated. Yeah, it's even harder to fly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that game's just a little bit too much for me, and I do know that they have a lot of assists and things like that. But yeah, I mean, it's it's there's just no like that. It is what it is. It's it doesn't kind of, meet it, you in the middle. Yeah, it is what it is for itself. There's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Pushing you. Well, you're adding the the pelican. 
Here's your one of your predictions coming to life. I can't tell. Is this Halo, or are they adding this to the to the flight simulator? Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe that's what's happening. There was like a little video bump between the two, though. Yeah. No. Next, Blizzard. Which one's your favorite? Overwatch. Overwatch too. Mine's Tracer. She's like, she is not the cavalry's here. Remember when you liked this game? <laughs> well, we went and ruined it for you. It's amazing. Everyone I knew who was so into Overwatch, like they don't even care. They're anymore. bailing. They yeah. Do not care anymore. I mean, they fundamentally changed the sport. Yeah. A That's a huge risk that they decided to take, and it does not sound like it's paying off. Overwatch League is in deep crap, too. Yeah. But, you know, if it's free on Game Pass, it could have a resurgence for sure. True. I mean, they could do well. Everybody has access to it for free. Played this for a long time either. Yeah. Early access October 4th. You'll like this one. One, two, three, four. So, wait, it just said that Overwatch 2 is going to be free to play, right? Uh, I don't know. I think it did. No free to play? Yeah. Ever made it to the reckoning before? It said early access. I, I think that. before that, in the trailer, it said free to play. I didn't see that. But here I am. A free-for-all with zero rules. And the survivor gets the throne. <laughs> Welcome back, Chuckajack. King Howell has never lost. Not in 13 years of rule. On the battlefield. <laughs> Not until today. The reckoning begins in five, four, three, two, one. Did you really think this would be a fair fight? What was that all about? It's a new character. Oh, oh. I thought they were saying that there was going to be like a big narrative like campaign to play through. No, it said at the beginning of that it said 
the newest champion. Oh. I was too busy worried about it being free to play. History is filled with moments of greatness. Some well known, some lost to time. But what about the history that could have been if you were its architect? How would you reshape the world? What this is the voiceover is the woman from the flight attendant. Do you watch that show on HBO Max? No. When your people speak, she is um would you listen? the leader of the Alcoholics Anonymous group that the lead <laughs> star in the show goes to. I know her voice. I mean, I'm, I'm, she's done a lot more Very than that, distinctive, I think. yeah. Well, she actually acts in this show. History is filled with moments of greatness. But these will be yours. Ara, History Untold. Hmm. Don't know that one. It's good to be here. Celebrating is going to be our <laughs> There's a person here. again. This really is just trailer, trailer, trailer. There's eight studios. Very little humanity in this. And the world's first look at gameplay earlier in the show. Pete. Redfall is from the studio that brought us Dishonored and Prey. It's got so much of Arcane's DNA. Please buy this one. Yeah, because you didn't buy the other one. Game Pass, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Solo or with friends? None of that matters anymore for Bethesda when it releases early next year. If you're looking for something to sink your teeth into right now, we've got the Elder Scrolls Online, where you can adventure alongside one of the biggest and most welcoming communities in gaming. This year's Zenimax Online Studios is taking you somewhere that has never been explored in any Elder Scrolls game. The Elder Scrolls Online High Isle comes to Xbox next week. For generations, the Breton elite have lived in safety and comfort. But now, the embers of dissent glow beneath the pomp and circumstance. And whispers of a sinister plot stoke the flames of war. At the heart of the conflagration. Surprised that they included this in this press event. Sits the ascendant lord. I mean, they always show you so. At Bethesda press events. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a big cash cow. They have to. I guess so. They have to push the legacy it. Of the is, is uh, ESO free to play? Yeah, but to do anything of value, you gotta subscribe or, uh, or pay for things. So, I mean, you gotta buy this expansion. But on Game Pass, do you? It's all free. Uh, Fallout not that I remember. Really? I, it's, it, there's like, I think there's like a mid-level thing you get. I don't know. If, I don't know if you get the new expansion for free. Because game well, Patrick keeps saying that like World of Warcraft is gonna be free. And returns to a beloved I mean, some location. version of it probably. Game Pass. Is coming this There's always going to be a reason to subscribe. Yeah, you're always going to be have a reason to. There'll subscribe be some incentive. I just, I find it hard to believe that they're going to waive the fourteen dollars a month to play World of Warcraft and just give it to you for free on Game Pass. But hey, Game Pass in itself blows my mind. So maybe that is going to be the case. Packer seems convinced of it though. I mean, I'm sure they will in some form. 
This place is our home. And together, I can't believe they're showing this. What else are they gonna show? Nothing. <laughs> More third party stuff. They got Starfield probably near the end, but that's about it. Yeah. They won't give well, they, up. I mean, this is a substantial, uh, you know, expansion. So. No, it is. It just. See, it's one of your home hometowns. <laughs> is it? Pittsburgh. Oh it's yeah. The pit. Is it still set there? Uh, no. This is the expansion. Is the pit? Oh. The you know, like from Fallout Three. Yeah. Nothing can save the pit now. I don't know if you can. Yeah, no one will ever say that Bethesda gives up on its games, that's for sure. No. They didn't give up on this. I mean, I don't think they could. There's too much sunk cost. September. It does sound like they've had a little bit of a revival since its launch, but. Yeah, it is a better game now. Like, yeah. I played it at their last free thing, and like, I mean, it feels like Fallout to its Bethesda credit. Game Studios has been busy, and not just with Fallout 76. After defining the role-playing genre with hits like Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, Fallout 3, and Fallout 4, they're going even bigger with Starfield. Later in the show, my good friend Todd Howard will be here to reveal more of their next epic RPG. Yeah. He just said they when talking about Bethesda instead of us or we. That's weird. Because mm. he is Bethesda. <laughs> I mean, it's Pete Hines. Yeah, but they've always kind of drawn a line between Bethesda as a whole and, like, Bethesda's soft software, you know, like, like Todd's team. I'm guessing it's going to be the Hot Wheels DLC. Yeah, look at the orange track. Yeah. I mean, that's one of their best things ever. It is. So. They should bring it back for every game. Yeah. This should just be an expected thing on all the horizons. Yeah. Always do this. Like the Lego one was fine, but like this is. I actually didn't play the Lego one. It wasn't. It wasn't this. As good. Like, it was just it, the Hot Wheels thing is just a special. Like it just works. And it's so different from the main game, and it's it's. Hey Neo JD in the chat, man, stop spoiling stuff. I know you're watching like another stream that's a little bit ahead of this one. Like if you don't stop spoiling things for the people viewing, we're gonna have to mute you in the chat, bro. I don't want to do it, but you gotta stop spoiling the press conference. Looks awesome like the other ones. President's starting to sag a little bit here in the middle, though. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's only so <laughs> much. Is, if you need to take a bathroom break, now might be the time. Of a terrible war that happened across the sky. Heroes fought and died to give us a chance to start over. Is this Ark? Might be. All that I know from their Earth are the creatures they sent along with us. I see an extinct bird, so yeah. And here on <laughs> every day is a I assume this is the girl that Vin Diesel was hanging out oh, with right, in the right. trailer. Artist of power, Dino Riders. Can team this new world? We can. Is this one playable? Like, can I actually get into this? 
in the way that I should with a game where you can ride dinosaurs. <laughs> like, I really wanted to like this game. Yeah, same. And I just couldn't. I tried a bunch of times, and I have nephews that love this game. Like, it's their favorite game. Mm-hmm. But, like, I go and check out their games, and they've built, like, mansions. Like, yeah. they have, like, shopping malls and, like, prehistoric I'm times. sure I would have when I was a kid, too. But, I mean, like, I just, I had so much patience with crap. Me, too. The controls. Yeah. Not anymore, that, though. Yeah. Game needs to onboard me, or I am offboarding. That was a really short trailer for Arc 2, by the way. Oh, is this that with Scorn? Yeah. <laughs> Still hasn't that. come out. I'm surprised they're putting this in the press event because this game is disturbing. <laughs> it's a light way to put it. October 21st, it's finally coming out. And we thought fall would be empty. <laughs> there's there's PAX game that came yeah. out of nowhere to release. <laughs> well, it's a good Halloween release. Yeah, yeah. From the great below. But remember, that game was shown when the Series X was shown for the first time. And here we are. They unleashed a pestilence on our world. No one yet knows if you can kill a god. I, for one intend to find out. Generic. Yeah, it does. Well, if a game like this made it in, sky's the limit now. Anything could be in this. <laughs> All bets are off. I mean, this is the same, or at least part of the same people as. Uh, same loading so. God, the combat just looks completely You can already terrible. tell the combat's yeah. crap. It's just just <laughs> weightless. And, yeah. Giant enemy crap. For massive damage, Flintlock. The Siege of Dawn. You're just putting words together now. <laughs> Early 23. Yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. I mean, the... the Fox monster thing is cute. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of nice. To, the reminder at the end, where I'm just like, I see these, some of these things. I'm like, God, do I want to spend money on that? Oh, I don't have to. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's basically free. 
uh, Ooblets or I mean almost uh, everything in this has been free. Mojang New Mo game Mojang has a new game? What? In the same font though. <laughs> what? Legends hold great power. It's Minecraft. They are the dreams we weave. Or is it just Mojang's art style now? Some it must be like something set in Minecraft. Some spin-off, yeah. And the beauty of simplicity. Is this like Sim City Minecraft or something? That would probably be a really good idea. Some tell of danger. Power defense. And the end of all things. Legends we hold dearest are legends of hope, of creativity, and of bravery. Or is this just the second entry in that spin-off that they already made? What was that called again? What? Forever. They had that, um, was it made by Telltale or whatever? No, this isn't story. This isn't a Telltale game. This is like some kind of strategy thing. This is the legend of a united overworld. United by you. Hmm. Minecraft Legends. Action strategy. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I think it looks pretty good, man. I hate the Minecraft look. Oh, really? I, I really don't like it. I will never try to convince anyone else of that, but it's just, I, I hate looking at it. I like action strategy. <laughs> I like games I, that are action games that incorporate strategy in some way. Right. There's plenty of games like that that don't look like that. Yeah. If, if I want that. the entrance. I mean, that is kind of Mojang's house style, I guess. It's oh, yeah, I don't, I don't begrudge him it. It's just not for me. You wanted to make a new life for yourself. that one what was the survival stuck on another planet game that was sort of like looked kind of like outer worlds from what era? Oh, it was uh, something of a savage planet or journey to the savage journey to planet, the savage planet. Like yeah it kind of had the same like satirical tone yeah with an unfeeling corporation similar kind of art style too really and while you explored you uncovered a mystery I'm sure we can get to the bottom of this. Together. Lightyear Frontier. Another survival game. Just what we needed.
Skylanders. And Fire Reborn. What the hell is this? Uh, it's called the middle of the show, Shane. <laughs> oh my god. Rogue light action. This is starting to look like a lot of the other press events that I yeah. saw for the last three days where I'm like, what the hell are well, all I mean, these crappy well, I mean, games? That's part of the strategy is like in general people remember the first things they see and the last <laughs> things they see in a long situation, long thing. So you put the this stuff in the middle and then you, everybody just remembers Starfield. You hope that they forget about it. <laughs> it's like why include it at all? I because the deal's there. Because it's part of the thing. Because yeah. you have to promote the things that you are making for game pass deals and paying for. Because they signed it for Game yeah. Pass, so they have to include it in their press it's event. A, it's or a contract thing. Like, yeah. It's, it's, you know, you're gonna... I mean, <laughs> I mean, some people that really want to play stuff like that. So you, you got to cater to. Yeah, of course. They wouldn't keep making all these things like that if they weren't. It's just not for us. I mean, I just don't think that there's an audience for all the games that are coming. I just don't think there's Yeah, but you don't you don't know which one's which. You have to throw it all at the wall. Yeah. Like that's just <laughs> how it works. Maybe that's something how, sticks. Yeah. Nobody would have thought Minecraft was going to be a hit either at the time. I mean, I knew right away Minecraft was going to be huge. Like we had people like waiting for the servers to go up and they were buying it off of this crappy like website from like a GeoCities era. Like, yeah, but you didn't predict it was going to become the defining game of an entire generation. I mean, I could tell it was going to be gigantic. Yeah. At game trailers, you, it was you probably huge. You probably should have bought some stock then because no one else saw it coming. I don't think you could buy stock. They were a private company. Yeah, but my point is it was not expected. That game was not expected to do what it was. You never know what the next big thing is going to be. Fortnite. Who the fuck's up? The, the random free add-on battle royale mode in Fortnite. Fortnite I definitely didn't see. Nobody Minecraft saw I saw, though. Like, you just had to have been working at game trailers when it came out. Literally, everybody there was obsessed with the game. And, like, every little thing they'd add to it, everyone would go back at lunch and watch, like, the new element that they added to it. It was huge. And I remember watching them, like, put their money into that website. And I'm like, I wouldn't put my credit card on that website if I were you. That was the thing that held me back from buying it for the longest time. Was like, <laughs> you know, back when it was, like, 14 bucks on it. I was like, I think it was, like, 10 bucks, And I went up to 14 I'm like, I guess I'll get it so it doesn't pricing go up any further. But I was like, yeah, I really did not feel good about putting my credit <laughs> well, card in. That website looked like a piece of trash. It, it was, as, as Fahey would say, it was beat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but... But I did it, and I played it for like a day, and then I never touched Me it again. Me too, yeah. Like, I hardly, I've hardly played it all. I've watched my little nephews just rip through that game, though. It's amazing how fast they Bonjour can build everyone. stuff. I am excited to be here today to tell you more about Interior Knight's first original creation, As Dust Falls. It started with the desire to create a deep interactive experience all levels of players can enjoy together because stories are brilliant, universal tools that help us understand the heartbreaking beauty of life. This game is an uncompromising tale statement. of three <laughs> The heartbreaking beauty of life. Written like a prestige TV show with a unique motion graphic novel style that triggers the imagination. This is an interactive <laughs> and story the animation powered by budget. video games that gives you agency over the lives of far from perfect human beings. This is a thought-provoking experience. You can play with people you love, discover insights about each other, and create <laughs> this shared is a David memories. Cage game? Like, <laughs> really playing this up. That we hope we people in the chat are like, tone down the excitement, you're at 11, I need an eight. <laughs> 
So I'm waiting for this trailer to change my life, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Something's going to happen. I'm afraid. For most people, Turok is just a pit stop. Wasn't taking the scenic route your idea? This! But for us, it felt like a trap. There's enough cash in that safe to put the last few weeks behind us. That is a very strange presentational now. choice. You are in the wrong It's definitely place unique. The wrong time. It's like Mortal Kombat gone wrong. Now it reminds me of it reminds me of a very old thing that I will bring up if, after the show. Okay. It's too long a story to get into here. It's not a pleasant memory. None of us escaped that night. It's okay. Even those of us who made it out alive. Stop! Why are you following me? We've taken very different paths in life. Certainly a strange way to make a game. Like my mind yeah. right now, I'm trying to think about how they made it, and I'm like, they just rented like a green screen studio, and just took photos of these of the actors doing what they needed for each frame. Or they may well have, have recorded the scenes and just they're taking frames from. You think so? To, to trace over kind of thing. I think that they might be rotoscoping. Oh, can't complain. But like the fact that non-human things are animated smoothly is very weird. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. It piqued my curiosity. I will, I will give it a try, just purely for the art style, to see how they pull it off. July 19th. Yeah. Eight players. I wouldn't have thought that would be interesting. What do you mean by eight players? It says up to eight players. You can play it together, like cooperatively? Yes. <laughs> wow. I, I didn't quite understand how that worked. Yeah, that's that. weird. There, I thought that the stream dropped back to like 720p, but then I'm like, no, it's just the game. <laughs> it's just the way they rendered the trailer for this game. This is a big dead zone in the middle of this press event. I really didn't think Naraka Blade Point would make it into the Xbox present. Certainly not a full minute and a half no. trailer for it. <laughs> no. Okay, this on Game Pass. Uh, it was like a week, two weeks from now. Yeah. All right. It is interesting, though, to your point about how Microsoft has to sign these deals and commit to mm -hmm. stuff like this. Is it worth it? Because if it wasn't, they wouldn't do it. Yeah. It's I mean, it weakens your presentation overall, or does it? 
Or is it like a cumulative effect with Game Pass where people are like, you know what, it's free, so... Yeah. I don't know. Look, I mean, <laughs> look at this one. This game looks like we made it, Matt. <laughs> what in the actual hell is this? Yeah, it's like an historical action adventure game. <laughs> Reminds me of uh, there's like a couple of point-and-click adventure like puzzle games on PC that are like based on um, like medieval art, mm -hmm. like like those old weird medieval art things. Like they're actually pretty good. Yeah, they're funny. This is more of a hand-drawn look to it. <laughs> Most unexpected. This is from Obsidian? Obsidian? <laughs> what the hell? Well, I asked what was Obsidian going to show, and I just got my answer. That's well, not... Uh, this is a very bold choice for Outer Worlds 2. But... Wouldn't that blow people's minds? Pentiment. <laughs> Pentiment. What the hell? November, there's your big fall game. There <laughs> it is. Don't need, don't need Starfield. <laughs> We got Pentiment. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't. I, I, I'm kind of interested in that. I am not. I, I like adventure things like that. Kids, are you ready for a new wild and wacky fruit flavor? Introducing apricot. Stop by. Make sure you get your Billy Hog hot dog. Special breaking report: More local teenagers have gone missing. This could be linked to the disturbing trend. Grounded. Grounded. Yeah. Our otherwise <laughs> quiet town. I mean, I'm surprised they're showing this, too. It's the obsidian block, I guess. Yeah, it looks like it. Please contact the police department. Hello, micro friends. Great news. Verbal knows you might be a little homesick, but that can be So long. First, you will need to survive beyond. This thing hit early access, what, almost two and a half years ago? Yeah, it's really old. Wastelands. Looks a lot better than I remember it. Yeah. Unfortunately, my memory chip is a little rusty. But with a little maintenance, I liked what I played of it. It was okay. Combat. Felt detached from the combat. Someone or something. Terminates your tiny existence. I was amused by the arachnophobia slider. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I guess they're going to get 1.0 thing for this now. Took a while. Well, maybe now's a good time to jump back in. So I didn't spend a whole lot of time with it. It's usually worth revisiting early access things when they go 1.0. Yeah. Especially if you already have access to them. September. World premiere. Alright, it's time to bring the goods. We're an hour into this thing now. Oh, oh Fury. Another indie. They search for someone who does not exist. The 
forgotten child of a scattered race. Lost until now. Now they have awakened the Erebon. Now they have awakened me. But I am not their hope. I am their reckoning. Drag me into their light. Erebon. Because their light is a lie. 2023. Dude, these indies gotta be loving it, man. They're like, you know what? We can put our stuff on Game Pass. We can make way more money than we would have made. And we're gonna get a spot in the Xbox press conference uh -huh. I speak now for people who don't own an Xbox is it stated decay no it's supernatural well I guess zombies are supernatural but I mean that looks like a zombie deer to me but bold enough to cross the, the zombie dog sin for deeper knowledge who follow an unquenchable yearning born of do you know Mike is asking, is Phil Spencer going to make an appearance at this event? He absolutely will. There's no yeah, doubt I wouldn't think so. about it. He will show up eventually. He will probably show up at the end to touch on all the keystones from the press event and then to... That magic looks kind of a, a Pillars of Eternity-ish. Yeah. And then he'll probably toss to like the biggest reveal or whatever from the press event. That's my guess. To truly embrace this power, you must take it into the world. And you will be shunned, scorned, marked as a living sacrifice to this profane knowledge. You will be a priest of Rathma. A necromancer. And you will not confront the darkness alone. There's Diablo 4? Looks like a Diablo necromancer to me. And the dead have no mercy. Diablo 4. Release date, maybe? A new, a new class. At least the Necromancer's there at launch. I guess good news to me. I like the, my ne Necromancer's my favorite Diablo class. So. I'm very excited to announce like our it. fifth and final class. The Necromancer. A commander of the undead who joins the other iconic classes I didn't like around the campfire the in Diablo 3. 4. These include the Mighty Barbarian, the Elemental Sorceress, 
the crafty rogue, and the powerful druid. And you'll want them because the demon Lilith, the daughter of hatred, has returned and spreading corruption and evil as she fights to reclaim our dark gothic world as her own. And it's up to you to stop her. Now, Diablo 4 is the culmination of the 25-year history of the franchise. That's right. They said Building next 12 months. The best of what's Everything in this is with next 12 some, months. You know, unique twists all its own. So let's dig a little deeper by watching, for the first time, I might add, some Xbox Series X gameplay while hearing from a few of the many people behind the game. Huh. Yeah, I didn't expect a Diablo 4 blowout. How about um, if it ends up releasing at the end of the year? This is the big one that slides in. Packer's good friends with Rod Ferguson, by the way, I might add. A fully realized open world. It's not for the faint of heart. It's gory and unnerving. It's creepy. That would be a good consolation prize for, for no Starfield. Yeah. Ambitious. Two Diablo Dude, games in a year. I mean, it's only Diablo been in development for like a decade, so. Yeah, well. <laughs> With all the new features that people really love and appreciate. As, as Gabe Newell games. says, these things take time. Yeah, I mean, look, Rod was brought in to, to get the game Where out like Rod's three closer. years ago. Yeah, <laughs> He's the closer. This is the man that got Bioshock Infinite on shelves. Yeah. Character customization, because then I can play the fantasy that I want to play. And that was a while ago, so I don't know the possibility. It allows you to switch around your playstyle as well. Everything feels very powerful and fun. One of the really cool things about having an open world is your journey that you take throughout Diablo 4 is your own. There's no linear path that you have to follow. It looks pretty amazing. You've got almost 150 dungeons in the game. There's all kinds of surprises as you're exploring. Strongholds are an enemy territory that you need to reclaim. But you might have a space that begins as a hostile area. But after you've cleared it out, the evil in this place has been cleansed. It now becomes a friendly town. Sometimes it's a new town, Super sometimes friendly. it's a new dungeon. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of rewards that you get. And you have a real impact on the world as a result. No, you can't leave us here. They might come back any moment. Local events are really cool little story segments that happen within the open world. You'll just be running through the world, and then a local event will pop up, and you can choose to participate. Just think about how many it. more people are going to be able to play a new we'll Diablo game in its full glory these, like, giant world for the first time. People who have never owned like powerful rigs just because they have an these Xbox are Series that console. Take a lot of people, and you really Maybe have to, to get a great experience for this game. Being able to see all the players on your screen collaborating, trying to take this big monster down, it's it's I, mean, I actually did play three more on console in the end because of the controller. Yeah, controls. a lot of people. Like, it's yeah. so easy it's better. to create a community. It makes Diablo more of a social experience. We've got yeah, I don't fully need more social play. experience for if Diablo. If you have an Xbox <laughs> and you established that PC, with Diablo Immortal. You are not a fan of it. No. Two people on a couch can sit there. I got that would be an option, sure, but don't force me to look at everybody's stupid name We've with numbers at the end. Of <laughs> players can engage in PvP. If you go there, you can start swinging away at people. 
I've just never ever cared about PvP in Diablo. Like just yeah, I know that just people constantly doing stuff. It's like really cares. The game actually marks you. Even in my multiplayer days, I never understood what the draw was on things like that. The mechanics of this game. It's just gear. Who grinded the most gear for it? Who cares? Yeah. The last story mission is really the beginning of a whole different part of the journey. Yeah, we now know. Now you're set up for the end game, and that end game is rich with things to do that allow you Which to get where more immortal is falling on its face. Whether it's new yeah. items or new dungeons or new paragon boards, every Ooh, single time you come back to play Diablo 4, there's Holy crap. new stuff for you to experience. And it's something that we're going to support for years to come. I'm really we're excited. Progress down to what that some kind of. Just to see There's some kind of, of something. Really this game looks pretty awesome. Options. It's very nice. Campaign, yeah. Local events, couch co-op, end game, PvP. Like good balance of the dark end. kind of traditional Diablo look with like color and pops so here and there. Yep. All hell breaks loose. Must have been up nights coming up with that one. <laughs> Okay, give us a release date. 2023, you bastards. Well, at least we know it'll be out before June of 2023. Or the end of June. Or they think it will. Well, <laughs> that's what they're saying, Matt. Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Still, still going. Still chugging along. Maybe this is the rare block. This is where I get my banjo. I haven't played this game in a long time either. I've already been the captain. <laughs> no, you had to be a crew. Like you could never run your own ship before. I mean, as I've, a single player, I've literally driven a ship by myself in that game. And yeah, done but everything. it's not. It's never built for that. It's, it's, it's a pain in the ass. But you can do yeah. it. But it looks like they're making that be a, a more viable gameplay option. Yeah, which might bring me back to it because I maybe I'll try it. It's free. Actually, I already own that game, so I bought yeah, it. Yeah.
let me guess, another Game Pass deal. Probably. <laughs> this is like Kena Bridge of Souls, except made by someone who watched a lot more of Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> a little bit of Viva Pinata thrown in. Uh-huh. Weirdly enough. It does have that art style. Ravenlock. Ravenlock. It's a cool name. Yeah. Doesn't have a colon in the subtitle. I give it credit for that. <laughs> it's the first game. Yeah. World premiere. <laughs> Console launch exclusive. Annapurna. Another indie. Mmm. Indie darling. Scorpius Finance says, is Game Pass hurting Xbox's lineup of games? Seems like a lot of bloatware. I was mentioning this earlier, like we were wondering, like, does this help or hurt? Is it one of those things where somebody watching this says, there's so much, or is it a situation where someone watching this says, man, there's a lot of crap? <laughs> like, I don't know, it's a delicate balance to walk for sure. I mean, you don't have to play any of them. Yeah, but you know, people watch this to see what's the hot stuff. Now, people watch this stuff because they want to see Starfield. Um, you know, no non-hardcore people are watching this. And you don't think? They, no. Of course not. No. Most people don't even know this exists. Nobody, but Matt, you none of the cat that like, we don't need E3 anymore to reach the casuals because of stuff like this. Well, because the things that reach the casuals are the mass market ma marketing. Like, the this all, still only really reaches us. Like, no casual player I know knew this was happening when I mentioned it this morning. Yeah. Like, you gotta follow the industry at least a little bit to know that this is even occurring today. Zombisty Warriors? Oh, oh no. Team Ninja. Uh, is this another Neo? Oh, no. Or is it that? What's that one? That one that begins with a, K, a T? Toad. I don't remember. Oh, the same game. It's not Ninja Gaiden, though. That's what I was like at first. I was like, oh my god, are we getting? Are we seeing the new Ninja Gaiden? Why? Why won't they make a new one? Because the people who made the other ones great are not there anymore. There is no possible way a new Ninja Gaiden wouldn't just be disappointing. Whoa, long? What the hell? I like the look of that game, though. The art style. Do not fight Lu Bu. I mean, it looks like a horror take on the Romance of the Three Kingdoms thing. It does, yeah. So do you think Ninja Gaiden's done? 
I don't think we'll see, ever see another one. I don't see a reason to make another Ninja Gaiden. Wow. The people who made them those Japan original the games great are gone. Some of the most talented. You just end up with another well Ninja Gaiden three. Creators anywhere in the world. There's still We're thrilled to be working with Koei Tecmo to bring Wo Long Fallen Dynasty to Game Pass day one. I'm also excited to be working with Team Ninja, who has a long history of building incredible action games for Xbox, and it's great to be working with them once again. We know how important it is to our fans to continue to bring more Japanese franchises to Xbox. I'm excited to announce really the return of one of the most highly requested and beloved franchises to uh -oh. Xbox from our partners at Atlas. At Atlas? Persona? Persona 6? Exclusive to Xbox? Or comes to Xbox. Oh. I mean, if this thing's on Game Pass on Xbox and not on PlayStation Plus, that's a, that's a win. Oh, uh, Persona 3 Portable. What? And Golden? Yeah, that's four. So it sounds like the Persona Collection is coming to Game Something Pass. Something like that. I mean, I, I, I knew they were. I know they were porting these to PlayStation as well. It's good to rescue these from the. Sony handhelds. Yep. And there's the dance ones or something. Oh no, there's just five. Yep. I mean, are people really asking for Japanese games? Like, I mean, somewhat. Yeah, like the <laughs> somebody more, is. But the more the more people who can play Persona, the better, I think. Yeah. There's no reason to keep it trapped on PlayStation. I mean, did wonders for Yakuza. To put it on Game Pass True. and stuff, like a lot, a lot more people discovered that game through that. Persona Five Royal. Hmm. Now, sadly, I'm more interested in the other two <laughs> because <laughs> I like the, I like both three and four better than five. But still, that's good news. Now, I'm excited to announce a special partnership between Xbox Game Studios and one of the greatest creative minds and innovators in our industry. Here comes Kojima. Someone that I have admired for many years. Today, I'm pleased to share, we will be working together to create a brand new experience like we've never seen before. Thank yep. you, Hugh. Hello, Kojima Hideo. I've always wanted to create a game. That's why anyone <笑>体験したこともいたこともないまったく新しいものです。え、それが作れる日が来るのをずっと待っておりました。え、マイクロソフトの最先端クラウドテクノロジーと、クラウドも Please be excited. Thank you, Kojima-san. We're thrilled to have mm. Kojima Productions working with our teams at Xbox Game Studios. Today, for the first time ever, we have focused on showing you games 
that you can play over the next yeah, 12 Vincent months. Vincent makes a good point. I bet Today's that's not coming in the next 12 months. A diverse this lineup is, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. This is supposed to be all, all games sizes. coming in the next 12 months. Well, they didn't show a game, did they? Unlimited <laughs> that's true. Games from these creators will be coming to Game Pass every single month. Including Naraka Blade Point. So it looks balls, like this is a 90-minute presentation, Requiem, and we have Pentiment, 10 minutes left for Starfield. Yeah. And he's going to toss to it right here, and that's and it. Scorn, yep. Just to name a few. And we start 2023 with the launches of some of the most anticipated titles from the teams at Xbox and Bethesda: Redfall, Minecraft Legends, Starfield, Forza Motorsport, and more. This has been an incredible year as we achieved no, record it really hasn't been. I mean, it, incredible is one word for it. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? Every single day. It's been a terrible year and for Xbox. To thank for incredible that. simply means hard to believe. Yeah, that's true. Dictionary Xbox definition. For our longest fans playing on Xbox and PC, we could not have done this without you. A year ago, we welcomed the talented studios at Bethesda Softworks to Xbox. Their teams have been hard at work, bringing their franchises to Game Pass, shipping updates to their games, and building new experiences for you to enjoy. We know Just that everyone has been eager to see Starfield. Well, our show today that's four years in a row striking out with Banjo. So <laughs> for me, I'll never give up now, Matt. I'm in too deep. With an extended first look at one of the most anticipated games in Xbox history. Told you they canceled it as soon as you brought history. it up. Yeah, they're this just like, that's it. Chain did it again. We're canceling it. All right, here's Starfield. Finally. Starfield! <laughs> Bethesda, show me NASA punk. Yeah, that's right. That's I know they haven't used that word again. <laughs> Where's Todd? I thought he was going to show up. I'm sure he'll pop up after this. It's hard to express how excited all of us at Bethesda are to be here with you today. We're so grateful you're spending the time and we know you've waited a long time to finally see Starfield. Uh, it's easily our most ambitious game ever. Like our previous games, it's an epic role-playing game where you get to be who you want and go where you want. But this time, you'll be exploring space. So let's jump right in. This is early in the game as you arrive on the mysterious moon of Crete. I'm just glad we're gonna have some B-roll from this game that we can run. Yeah. <laughs> so I, was, I can't remember who it was, but it was some it was some 
writer and uh, some journalist, and he's like, God, I just hope we see Starfield, so I have to put this same render screenshot of the side in view the of the helmet, yeah. in the, He's like, if I have to put this in one more article about Starfield, I'm going to cry. Yeah. Like, like I just want new pictures. I'm actually going to take Matt and I out of this frame so you guys can see this game full frame. Scanning, scanning plants. No, Matt. You got, you got, you got my attention. <laughs> you got Matt's attention. Scan the, that's scan sure. the crab thing. I want to see you scan some crab things. <laughs> you know what I'm here for, Todd. Yeah. The music is definitely appropriately epic. Yeah, right. You better walk away. <laughs> Giant enemy crabs. I do like that they're not just automatically attacking. Like yeah. some kind of ecosystem would be nice to see in some of these worlds. Yeah, for sure. Mining. Iron mining. You're know. out of no man's sky. I do wonder how many analogs there are going to be between this and no man's sky. Mm -hmm. I expect it to be kind of like a halfway point between no man's sky and Skyrim. Yeah. No man's Skyrim. No man's Skyrim. There you go. It would appear that pirates of the Crimson Fleet are using the facility. Well, they did want to be a pirate captain. Um, gunplay better be better than Fallout 76, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> to some degree, it would have to be. It can't be any worse. <laughs> Pirate. <laughs> it just says pirate. Interesting, this is actually a gameplay trailer, it's not just raw gameplay. That gun sounds good. Lockpicking. Uh-huh. In space! encounters you're invited to join constellation who in the future the game is set in are the last group of space explorers to meet them 
You'll head to the capital city of New Atlantis. said yet what year this is supposed to be set yeah it said at the beginning it was like 2330 2330 something like that it says the very Welcome beginning of that, that teaser we have a lot to talk about we're all here because we're committed to the biggest question of all mm, this character models don't look that? great i mean it is still the same engine these yeah. artifacts could be everything we've been I didn't expect this to look like next gen. I did, unfortunately. Why? It's been in development for f six years. That's no. why. Because <laughs> no. it's been in development no, for No, they're six working years. on old tech. There's no way it was ever going to look anything better than this. The machinery looks good. Yeah, it does. You dug up the artifact, right? I mean, it looks better than any of their other character models ever have. Yeah, but after playing stuff like Horizon, Forbidden West. Oh, sure. Scattered across the galaxy. You gotta adjust expectations for what's happening. Like, I'm not I'm not expecting anything truly next-gen out of them till Elder Scrolls. The man who sold me this told me that it spoke to him. Of course, the Settled Systems is full of groups with other priorities. That's the Crimson Fleet! Everybody get ready! The Fleet doesn't follow the rules. Agree to work for UCC Steph. Together, we take down these cutthroat pirates. We're not just here to shoot the bad guys. We're peacekeepers. We protect the people of the Free Star Collective. When you sign up with the Crimson Fleet, no one quits. The only way out is death. The path ahead may be dangerous. But we are not stopping. Most Dusties don't even make it this far. Because whatever lies at the end of this road, will change humanity forever. That gives you a look at the stories in Starfield. But ultimately, it's not our story. It's the story you create by who you are and the choices you make. And that starts with character creation. It's our most flexible yet. You can customize all the elements of how you look. You'll pick a background that gives you three starting skills. It says here you spend some time as a diplomat. Having a way with words might prove useful. There are optional traits, and these come Introvert. with unique advantages and disadvantages. But it's not just in how you can look in how your character plays and develops. The skill system combines the best from our previous games, and you can unlock new skills as you level up, and then you rank those skills up by using them and completing challenges. And there's deep hmm. crafting systems, from running research projects with resources you find, to crafting weapon mods needed to survive. I like the color timing on the different planets. And you mm -hmm. can build your own outposts. These act as of a home away from home. 
for survival and well, at least it's a top down option now like, where and how to build my big complaint about bethesda construction things is having to do it in first person yeah you but didn't like that in fallout 4. i hated it yeah stuff no i hated it but you can tell that was their training wheels for this spaceships mm. oh matt your own spaceship buddy <laughs> can choose crew members and yes you can completely customize the look and layout nice there's loads of different modules, when do I get to repaint my ship hello games <laughs> I have to say it's so cool we just absolutely love this yeah that's neat it's not just how the ship looks it's how it performs from engines to shields to weapon systems because yes, you can fly it. Oh yeah, I'm better. <laughs> I mean, this is very much like a more narrative-driven No Man's Sky, to me. Hey. I mean, it's, I got some of the same ideas. No Man's Sky is more survival crafting focused, I yeah. think. Or at least it appears that way right now, it does. Who knows? speaking my language. Yeah, Matt, this is right in your wheelhouse, bro. This game is... This should just be called Matt Kyle the video game. <laughs> we can't wait for all of you to experience the game. Thanks again. For <laughs> but you're gonna have today. to. Yeah. <laughs> all the support you've given us over the decades, especially on this game. It's been an incredible journey for us making it, but we know that's really only the beginning, for it's when all of you play it that the real journey begins and Todd's kind of got a rugged explorer look shaping up here yeah so we thought we'd take one last moment and show you let's take a look at one of our planets Jemison you can land in New Atlantis but you can also land and explore anywhere on the planet hmm and it's not just this planet it's all the planets in the system from barren but resource-heavy ice balls to Goldilocks planets with life. And not just this system, but over a hundred systems. Damn! 1,000 planets, all open for you to explore. We can't wait to see what you find. Alright, that, that's a good reason <laughs> to take like 10 years to make this game. Fine. <laughs> Matt, I'm just watching this and I'm like, this is Matt Kyle's game right here. Just everything about it. 
right from the beginning with the scanning. Like, it's just one box checked after another for you. I mean, I was hoping it would be. Yeah. And, you know, there are, like, you know, smaller, like, more independent games that do so, sort of similar ideas on certain different scales. But, like, I was waiting for, you know, a big AAA developer to make something like that. Yeah. And here we are. And here it is. Still no word on a release date. But next 12 months, I guess, right? I mean, I think they're they're trying for spring, so <laughs> we'll see. I yep. mean, look, I can wait for that. Don't, don't put that out broken. Uh... Break everyone's hearts. <laughs> At least not Johnny more... Hurricane says, we can't wait for the bugs we'll find. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the giant crab-like bugs. Yeah. Game Pass? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, yeah there it is. There it, is. <laughs> they had to have that. I mean, gotta admit, I'll, pro I'll probably just buy that one. Yeah. Like, I think you, unless those, like the collector's edition is complete nonsense, I will probably be getting a physical copy of that one. Yeah. And here's our closing montage. Here's all the other things that you forgot after you saw that Starfield footage. Yeah, pretty much. So, Hellblade 2 is not coming out in the next year. No. There's a lot of games that are not coming out in the next year. A lot. Mm -hmm. Pretty much every game we previewed in the preview of this. Yeah. Although, you want, like, something like Stalker, maybe it's not on Game Pass. Maybe. Because everything in this was on Game Pass. Yeah. So that might be a, also another dividing line. That's true. Avatar. No Avatar, yeah. No, you called that right. Although now I'm thinking that maybe it's not so much related to the Avatar's the marketing strategy so much as they're not putting it on Game Pass. That's true. Yeah. And I was kind of wrong with my other prediction of like big third parties on Game Pass. There was a lot of games for Game Pass. That part of it I got right, but yeah. there were no big third party games. Yeah, unless, I mean, the League of Legends and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a big partnership yeah but still that's not what i was getting at so i was wrong with that one not even a hint of avowed well snap not even a hint of avowed you're and right and there was no halo rehabilitation nope no halo rehab they didn't even show really anything from halo other than that ship that's the, the flight simulator <laughs> <add> <laughs> flight on. simulator yeah wow all right well i can take out my earpiece Hmm. Well, there you go, people. There it is. Xbox and Bethesda's, and I'm going to say it again, E3 2022 press event. Man, a lot to get to here. Um, so Matt and I are going to provide our analysis. We're not going to talk about everything that was shown because, in all honesty, a lot of stuff isn't worth, I don't feel <laughs> like, discussing. Um, but we're going to talk a good bit here about what we just saw. And then at the end, we're going to leave open a good period for you guys to ask your questions. And get your opinions on the press conference into the show as well. Matt, what are the three things that stick out the most to you from that press event? Like games or just in general? Whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, fall is rough. Like, or there's stuff. Non-existent. There's, there's stuff, <laughs> but there's no, like, marquee stuff. Yeah. 
Um, Game Pass is their entire strategy. Like, not a single thing in that press conference, whatever, presentation, whatever you're going to call it, not a single thing in that is something they're trying to sell you. No. Every it's, single thing they want you to buy, get a Game Pass subscription. That was a 90-minute commercial for Game Pass. Yeah. And I guess um, what it's going to be from now on. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I guess I got to wait a year for Starfield. That's, yeah. That's, 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 that looks real cool, but... It's again like the excitement has to be tempered because I got a, there's a lot of time to wait and like who knows if it'll even still make yeah spring yeah you know, would would it shock you to see Starfield slip to fall 2023 no not me not no. in the least it really wouldn't um, now some people will only watch our analysis part of this and they won't watch the live commentary that Matt and I did uh, just so you know everything that was shown in this press conference and everything that Matt and I are going to discuss according to Microsoft is going to be released in the next 12 months. So by June of 2023, everything that was in this, everything Matt and I are going to discuss will have been released. Allegedly. <laughs> we'll see how that works out. As Matt just said, the chances of Starfield being delayed to Q4 of next year, 50-50. Not, not nothing. Not yeah. nothing. Yeah, I would say 50-50. And Matt, if, if you could get the game by next June, and it's a typical open-world Bethesda action RPG, which a lot of people in chat were talking about, and there's a lot of bugs and other issues, would you prefer to wait until Q4 to get the cleaner game? Or would you rather just start playing early and let them sort it out while you're playing? I mean, I can... Uh, I can sort it out while... I can wait for them to sort it out like while I'm playing. Like, I've played Bethesda games before at launch. They're fine. You know, uh, you're talking about somebody who really enjoyed the original launch of No Man's Sky. I can put up with a lot if you're in my if you're in my preferred genre. No, I never let you finish. Actually, what were the other two big touch points for you on this? Well, those were the. I mean, those were the two. Like, well, I asked you for three, but I, I, third, I don't know. I mean, they got a big lineup of varied things they're throwing at the wall, I guess. But like, you know, it doesn't feel that like. Yeah, it's not for whatever reason. It's not as irritating to me when it's Game Pass because it's like, well, I could try it if I want to. You're not trying to sell me anything, really. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to expect me. You know, I don't look at it. And it's like you expect me to put thirty or forty dollars away for that. Well, no, you expect me to download it yeah. and maybe try it. That's fine. Yeah, you know, it's not as irritating. I think as it doesn't feel as much like a sales pitch as like, you know, a Sony middle of a Sony conference just firing like indies I've never heard of at me. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. It was fine. Like it did not. You know. Again, I, it's about what I kind of expected. I didn't. I was not blown away by anything. There were no big surprises. Uh, Starfield looks cool. See you next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's start going through some of the stuff that was shown. The show kicked off with Redfall, which is how did you describe it? Left or left for vampires? Left, I left think. for blood. Yeah, yeah, left for blood. It's basically a cooperative four-player cooperative shooter yeah where you're taking on vampires instead of zombies i mean that's really what it comes down to seems mm-hmm. like to me anyway um how did that game hit you uh didn't yeah like i'm it's i don't i don't i mean i like the concept of it and the setting like i would probably watch a netflix show about it but i not i have no interest in four-player co-op I mean, I played Left 4 Dead for like three, four hundred hours. Yeah. I never need to play that kind of thing again. I'll be I'm honest done. with you. Back for Blood kind of turned me off to the subgenre. Mm. Um, I did not play Left 4 Dead as much as you. I did play it a good bit. But Back for Blood, it just never really snagged me. I played it enough to come and talk about it intelligently mm. on Game Face. But 
once I was done with that, I think I went back maybe for two more sessions before I just quit playing altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm with you. Like, I'm not really into the safe house to safe house, like cooperative shooter thing. No. Um, like but- I would play like an action RPG or adventure game instead in that world, but I have no interest in a four player co-op shooter in it. I don't. Now back That's from- not even something I find interesting in terms of... I don't find fighting vampires with guns to be an interesting idea, really. Yeah. Um, the, the superpowers are more interesting in terms of how the characters are designed. But again, I, don't, I, just, I never need to play that kind of game again. Like, no, no, it's no... You know, it's not Redfall's fault. Yeah. Like, I, I burned out on that playing Left 4 Dead too much back in the day, and I don't ever feel the need to go back to it. I do think it will do very well on Game Pass because... Yeah, I think it's a good Game game Pass game. Like, it, it's, it guarantees Blood, a healthy community. Yeah. Back for Blood did not do great at retail. It did okay, but it did very well on Game Pass. So it does seem like there's an audience for these types of games on a service like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would, I would say my hype level for that game was like a B+. Plus before this press event and now it's a b minus or a c plus i would say it's not it's not what i expected i guess i didn't think it was just going to be a left for dead clone. that's interesting that's exactly what i expected yeah i could tell from the minute they started showing it that you thought that yeah. i did not i thought it was gonna be something a little different but it's not so yeah. you you got break pointed again yeah i guess i did actually that's a good <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> bringing that one back uh next up hollow knight silk song Cool. No release date other than coming in the next 12 months. Yeah. That's just eternally the question is like, when is that, might that game? Been, was that the only like game that far along that had didn't even have a year on it? I think. I mean, that might be the only... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it taking so long? Good luck, so fantasy long? team. I know. My fantasy team's already done. I don't know what I'm <laughs> even talking about at this point. Uh, probably the biggest announcement was uh, Riot. The, the yeah. partnership with Riot oh, coming far. to Game Pass. Uh, League of Legends with all the champs, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to spend real money to buy those, you're talking literally probably $1,000 or more. Yeah. Um, you're getting them and all. And that's, I mean, if you're into League of Legends and you don't, you know, you get a little irritated about it. Oh, I want to play this champion. It's not in the rotation. I haven't bought it yet. Like, that's a tempting Game Pass sub. It is. Right there, just to have access to everything. It's a real piling on effect for Game Pass. Yeah. It's like you wouldn't get Game Pass just for that. Some people would, but... A, a large group of people would not get Game Pass just for that partnership with Riot. Yeah, but for but, some of the some of the like deals you can get on Game Pass, especially if, for the first year, like that's pretty darn good, especially the, compared to what you'd pay to have those the access you know through Riot itself. Like that's it could convince some fence sitters to yeah. get on board. I definitely understand why they wanted that for Game Pass. Why yep. they wanted that to be the deal. So I think that's a good deal, um, and I think it will bear fruit for Xbox. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem coming this year ended up being one of the bigger third party games in Mm -hmm. this do you find it odd and look i'm excited for that game we were both fans of it when we talked about the Mm -hmm. first one on game face but still it just seems like in general in this press event that microsoft could have aimed much higher with the content in the show uh, not if everything had to be on Game Pass. Yeah, it does seem like that was a stipulation for this. It's like, mm-hmm. if you're not on board with Game Pass with us, then you're not getting a spotlight. Yeah, this was a Game Pass showcase. It's really bizarre, huh, to watch it change. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's their, that's, their that's their thing. bread and butter. That's their whole strategy now. Yeah. Um, Forza Motorsport, up next. What'd you make of that? It's Forza. Pretty much exactly. Also, also we were right. There's no number. Yeah. They're just calling it Forza Motorsport. They're rebooting it, yeah. 
which makes me believe it's going to be a game as a service that lives on and on for a long time. Something like that, yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't expect another entry in this franchise for five, six years after this. Yeah, I, I feel like they're probably moving to a like a one per console yep. model. Which is smart. Which that's, is, what yeah. they, that's what they uh, should that's be That's what doing. that game should be, probably. Like, and Horizon can have regular installments. It makes more and more sense as the fidelity of these yeah. games keeps I mean, improving. I'll be honest, I'm more excited about the Hot Wheels expansion. Yeah. <laughs> for Forza Horizon. I'm, I'm honest. But. Yeah. Um, and Sh- then- Sneaky made an interesting uh, comment when that when they were showing Forza where, she, where, where uh, he said that he prefers Forza over Horizon because he wants to race mm-hmm. and doesn't want to go from, from spot to spot to, to get the race happen mm-hmm. um and i hear that but like i'm the opposite i like driving right like racing is a fun part of driving but one of the things i like about horizon is it gets out why it's fun to drive not just race it's half of the fun of that game to me is getting from exactly race to race because you don't have to follow the roads and you can right. go i mean like taking a supercar and those are two different valid takes <laughs> yeah, yeah. on what, you, totally what one loves just... about cars you know it's, it's <clears throat> two, two different things but like yep that's why they're two different series. Yeah. Like, yeah. I totally understand that perspective. Oh, I'm yeah. like, you know what? I just want to go right to the starting grid and get into a yeah. race. But I enjoy taking a $400,000 supercar mm-hmm. across the fields. Yeah, like, like I see that Maple Valley track. I'm like, oh, it's awesome. <laughs> but I'm like, I sure wish I could just drive through the trees. Right, like, yeah. Like, 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 I want to see what happens when a Bugatti yeah. going 200 miles an hour hits, like, a cow patty and, like, flies over, like, a big knoll in the field. Like Now, to be fair... Nothing like what happens in Forza Horizon. Right. But, like, it's still fun. <laughs> it it's is still... fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, are you excited for Forza Motorsport? Um, I wouldn't say excited. I'm interested. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, Tepid enthusiasm. Especially since, again, like, a lot of it's just sort of, like, doesn't really matter how excited I am because it's on Game Pass and I can just, like, check it out. And if I don't like it, I can just uninstall it. Like, there's no there's no cost to me yeah. on any of this. You know, it's, yeah. that's, that's sort of the beauty of it is, like... Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if I'm again. Before it had to be like, oh, I'm interested enough in this game to like want to buy it for sixty to seventy bucks, and now it's more like, no, nah, I'll just check it out when you it gets here. You have to change here. your That's perspective cool. on how you look at these things, and I'll yeah. be the first to admit I am slowly transforming to that mindset. It's you know I've been doing this for twenty some years the same way, where you watch a press event like this and you're like, well, I pay money for that game, mm-hmm. and you can't do that anymore with. Microsoft's press events. It's not about that anymore. It's about, is that going to convince me to spend the $13 a month for Game Pass, which I'm already spending, so I don't need convincing, but there's a lot of people out there that still do need to be convinced. So it's just a completely different way of doing things. Microsoft has just kind of flipped the industry on its head. And I know personally, I'm struggling a little bit to wrap my head around it and look at the industry through that different lens right now. So um, after that, it was Overwatch 2. We never did get a clarification in chat from anyone if it is, in fact, free-to-play. The chat was saying that it was free-to-play. I, I thought for sure I saw it in there. That's a big deal. Like, you had to pay for Overwatch for a really long time. Is it even free-to-play still? Overwatch? The first one. I have no idea. I think eventually they transitioned to free-to-play. I can't. I haven't paid attention to that game in a very long time. But I know at first you had to pay full price for it, like any other game. That's a big deal, making Overwatch 2 free-to-play. Um... But then it also lessens the impact of it being on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a trade-off a little bit there. Um, but Vincent says Overwatch 1 is still paid. It is still paid? Yeah. So that's a big deal, Overwatch 2 being free-to-play. And maybe that's a response to... I don't know it's a big deal that like, it would have been. It's That's the thing. is like Overwatch just feels so over. 
Over, yeah. Watched. Yeah. Over. <laughs> no one's watching, and it's over. Yeah. Like it's, it does feel a little bit that way. I, I used to, yeah, I just knew so many people that were like, it's all they did was Overwatch and Overwatch League and watched it and played the, the And now, like, none of them even talk about it anymore. Yeah. They don't even know what's happening. I know. It's, in, in Overwatch world anymore. It's been a big paradigm shift for sure. And the game isn't even out yet. It it's feels it's like an amazing have... mishandling of something that should have been a slam dunk after the, the launch it had and the. And the momentum it ended up with. Like, Blizzard, just another thing they screwed up. Really. Yeah. It feels like, I can't remember a game that is, like, sort of doomed a franchise before it even comes out. Mm-hmm. I mean, the game isn't even out yet. And already it feels like like what you're saying. It just feels like it's over. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. Which, again, may be why it's going to be free to play. Because Blizzard, Microsoft is feeling those vibes. And it's like, you know what? We try to sell this. We're in deep trouble. So... I guess in the end, the yeah. good. I mean, thing if, is, if Overwatch Two is good enough, it could regain some of that momentum. It, like, we, you know, who knows? It's free to play, so yeah. everyone can try it. There's nothing wrong with trying it. Yeah, yeah. but like you know, it's just amazing, like how you know it used to be this juggernaut, and you know there was a, there was a time when suggesting that there would be a you know in a couple of years no one would even bother talking about Overwatch hardly at all it would seem ridiculous. Yeah. Like every time they dropped one of those character trailers. Like the internet stopped lit up for yeah. a couple hours. Those trailers are amazing. They were still. great. Yeah. yeah, I mean they still are. The one, yeah, the new one there was great too. Yeah, like I wish they'd just make a movie. <laughs> frankly, <laughs> that's probably next. In fact, if Overwatch Two does poorly, that will be next. They'll use a film or a TV show to try to revive interest in it, and it works. Look at what's happened with Sonic. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of apologists for Sonic Frontiers, as bad as it looks, because people got hooked back in mm-hmm. by the films. So well, apparently, it's running at sixty. Oh really? Yeah, I said, but they all, but Sega also had people trying to prevent people from seeing it. Oh. Like they were like people like trying to shoo people away from oh, the Sonic really? Frontiers area. Yeah. There's a lot of weird stuff going on with that game. Sega. There's always weird stuff going on with Sega. I can't figure that public Sega. Out. <laughs> um and then after Overwatch 2, it kind of hit a lull. You're getting like Aura History Untold, Elder Scrolls Online, Fallout 76. Then there was a Forza Horizon Hot Wheels DLC, which we all knew was coming, and it does look awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of required business in there, but yeah. it's got to be in there. Arc 2, very short trailer for that. No gameplay of that, although I'm assuming that was in-engine. Scorn, which is basically an indie game that, for whatever reason, Microsoft hitched its wagon to way back when, and mm. it just continues to keep mushing. Um, I mean, if you're into the HR Giger stuff, it looks cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just wonder if there's going to be any game there. I don't know. I, I will say this. It doesn't look like anything else. That's true. So. Yeah. Um, then there was Flintlock. I'm interested. And then there was a new Mojang game, Minecraft Legends, and that's coming out mm. early next year. You were not enthused by that. I kind of was because uh, I do like games that combine action and strategy together. Um, but you were, you're not a fan of the art style of the Minecraft. I like the art style. I'm also not a huge action strategy. I mean, you know, Maybe I'm just eternally burned by what Brutal Legend turned out to be. No, but, uh, I could understand that. <laughs> And then after that, it got really, really bad. Like, there was just a string of, like, ten games in a row that were either old games with new content or indie games or games like Naraka Blade Point, um, Obsidian's new game Pentiment, which is this weird mm-hmm. kind of hand-drawn, looks like I could have drawn it, adventure game, historical adventure game. I think that's what it was. Um there was a game called Benedict Foy, Gunfire Reborn. Right. It was... That side-scroller thing. It was of, yeah. definitely not what I would have expected before we sat down for this, to see games like that, in all honesty. 
I tried to warn you. Yeah. Then there's a game I mean, called- I don't mind all that stuff. I think all that stuff, you know, it's all part of the library. I don't like, mind it either. I just don't think, I just felt like there should have been bigger stuff to put in this than those games. But again. It doesn't exist yet. It, or it just goes back to, like, if you're not on board with Game not Pass. Not on Game Pass. GTFO. You're not coming out in the next 12 months. Like, yeah. that's what's coming out in the next 12 months. So. Yeah. Um, and then, to me, this is one of the other high points, which I thought you would mention when I asked you for three, but you didn't. Diablo 4. Oh, yeah. I thought Diablo 4 looked freaking amazing. Yeah, 4 looked good. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the best things I've seen this whole week. I'm more surprised. I mean, I, it kind of looks like what I expected it to look like. I'm more surprised that it's coming so soon. I yeah. really thought that game was further out. But yeah. that's what happens when you bring in Rod the Closer Ferguson. Next 12 months, Diablo yeah. 4. Didn't, it doesn't look like it's going to hit Q4, unfortunately, like we thought. It's 2023. But um, then we see of Thieves Season 7 where you can be a captain. There was Ravenlock. Cocoon. I mean, that seems like a good move just in the sense that you can you, you need to get some fresh blood in that game. Yeah. And it was a very rare trailer. Like doing doing the trailer as a whimsical song is on brand for the, for rare. Like in that franchise, they yeah. do that a lot with that. Yeah, you know, rare's rare's musical pedigree is sometimes forgotten these days. And yep. And it was kind of it was I, I kind of like that. I kind of like that they did that. Yeah. Um. And then there was Ravenlock, Cocoon, uh, Team Ninja's new game, Wolong. Which how did you describe it? Uh, it was like a horror take on the Dynasty Warriors yeah, legend, yeah. you know, like the like, art style for sure. Because that looked like Lubu at the end, uh-huh. with the with the head tail. Yeah, there may be some crossover. So I, there I, th- for I sure. think that that feels like what if what if zombies but Romance of the Three Kingdoms <laughs> kind of thing. Like it, which that yeah, maybe I yeah. mean that's also that's a very interesting art style. Art style had a little more weight and heft to it than oh, they usually do. I liked it. I liked so, the look of the game for sure. I mean, I can see why you were thinking Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, because it does have that sort of tangibility to it that, mm-hmm. that like the that, like the Warriors games do not the Musou games don't have yep um, and then there's the Persona collection coming to Game Pass that's Persona 3 Persona 4 Persona 5 and Persona 5 Royal yeah I mean that's cool. That's, I mean I I I think the more stuff that is not just on one or the other system, the better for the most part. As long as you're not you know not first party stuff, but like there's no reason Persona games shouldn't be on both. Yeah, that's cool. Absolutely. Uh, then Kojima poked his head into the yeah. press event for. Kojima confirmed that yeah we're this time I'm I'm fleecing Microsoft for my <laughs> yeah. weird idea. I mean he has just kind of turned into like a mercenary developer. Oh yeah, he's just like whoever will pay me. I, that's where I'm gonna go. And his he, new game—he has is officially a, become big boss. Yeah, there you go. He didn't really share much about the game other than it's gonna be built on Azure, which is Microsoft's cloud yeah. infrastructure, and that it's gonna be something we've never seen. Yeah, like all of his, like games, everything, Matt. like everything already, he yeah. touches. Yeah, um, and then sometimes all, there's a reason you've never seen them before. Yeah, this is like it's like yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> How uh, are you feeling about Kojima's game? Like we don't know anything. I know, I mean, but you know it's me. A I don't cloud based something or other. I don't. Yeah, you you know that like Kojima games started like a three out of ten for me and have yeah. to work their way. Yeah, they have to work their way so. up. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see how the cloud renders Norman Reedus. Yeah, that was also that had been spoiled a long time ago that Kojima was working with Xbox on a game. Mm-hmm. I think even the cloud stuff had been already been leaked out as well. Maybe so. Not uh, a big surprise there seeing him. Maybe to some people it was, but not to people who use Sifted.net. Um, and then finally, they finish it off with Starfield. Not really a gameplay demo. It was a series of gameplay trailers that Todd Howard tossed to that did show off a lot of the gameplay in the game. Um, I'm, I know you're going to... Starfield is like right in your wheelhouse. For me personally, mm-hmm. I'm a little disappointed in it in some ways for a game that's... I've, and maybe part of it is how long it's been in development and how long I've been anticipating it. Um, 
it ended, maybe the thing is it just ended up being exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It, it, I mean, that's fine. It's, Beth- it's Bethesda's game in space. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, not many surprises. I think maybe they thought the big hook or the big surprise was the ship stuff. But I feel like, you know, No Man's Sky is old now. Like, that... It, that it, isn't No Man's Sky. The... I feel like this game is a lot like No Man's Sky. As someone who's put a thousand hours in No Man's Sky, I see very little No Man's Sky in that game. I think most people will not agree with you on that. I think one. most people don't know what No Man's Sky is anymore. Probably. You're right though. But I look, I played These, it when This it came game out. is not in competition with No Man's Sky. That is not the What thing. do you think are the big differences? That's not a survival game. It's a story-driven exploration game. It actually offers a lot more customization in places. Uh, it is not as much about inventory and crafting to survive and build things. The building is there. But, like, that is not the focus of the game. You made a big game. point about the crafting. It's not, it's not a big focus of the game. Like, Star, uh, No Man's Sky is crafting. Like that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's it, you're, the only reason to go somewhere is to get new resources to build a new thing. Right. And Starfield is has a lot more exploration and the exploration's there in No Man's Sky, but it's really uh, once you run out of milestones to hit, you are just looking for resources to keep building whatever you want to build. See, my impressions of No Man's Sky, you're right. There's a lot of crafting and it's about gathering resources, but my, to my No Man's Sky experience was about exploration. Like, it was looking at that big galaxy map and, like, trying to figure out where to go and learning how to use light speed to get to places more quickly. And even at the end there when he's, like, there's... And it obviously doesn't measure up to No Man's Sky, but he was, like, you know, there's a thousand planets and a hundred galaxies and all of that was just, like, very much No Man's Sky to me. And you're right. Like, I have not really played it that much since launch. I mean, that's just space. Also, the fact that there's an actual solar system there instantly different from No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky has no astronomical accuracy or value to it. Like yeah. there's like there is no real space to it. You know, like like there's no nothing is in an orbit. Nothing nothing goes around the sun. There is no there there isn't any kind of cosmological simulation in it like there seems to be in Starfield. Uh No Man's Sky is is a is a fantasy um you know like pulp sci-fi novel cover come to life. That this is a science fiction, you know, what if kind of harder sci-fi exploration of the idea of of, of colonization. Yeah, um, I can certainly see the differences that you're talking about. I still think for a lot of people, they're going to view the games as similar. I think that's completely wrong. I, th- I mean, other than the fact that they're in space and have spaceships, no. But like it the- is. It's about exploring and going to new planets and. No, Starfield is a story-driven, character-driven, like like. Well, it's like I said, it's, to me, it's like a more narrative-driven No Man's Sky. I just don't see the comparison, and as someone who's put a thousand hours into it, like it's like the, even the whole the, building no, your ship thing no, and then no, getting to fly it to new planets and no, stuff. No, in the I same mean, in the same. Well, you can't build your ship in No Man's Sky. There is none of that in No Man's Sky. You find your ship, yeah, and that's it. Like you can't but modify you're, your ship. You're like getting all the resources to put into the ship to make it perform better and like only to build little tech modules like there's nothing yeah. like that customization you saw in Starfield there's nothing yeah, like it's that more in, extensive in for Star. sure but, I but think it's not the, I'm not saying but they're the same games I'm saying they're similar I mean they have similar groundings in terms of like what the genre is but I it's No Man's Sky is a, is a, is a survival game like yeah. that's it. Like it's a survival game. Yeah, there's period. hardly any story in it at all. Uh, there's the, all the story is told to through like it. weird text stuff. Yeah, and it's all kind of more vague, Lovecraftian cosmic horror. Um, it's cool. I know? think a lot of people would be glad to hear you say this 
It's I, I, mean, I don't, a lot of people have tried No Man's Sky and probably decided it's not for them. I see very little parallel between the two. And in, you played in it a game ton, design. so like there's it's just not there. Unless unless you know, I mean, obviously, you're getting resources in Starfield, and you're. I mean, yeah, you know, we played their. You know, Hearth. Hearth. What was it? What was that? From who? The, the the expansion to Skyrim that made you build houses. Oh, you know, I don't Hearth, remember. Hearthstone, Hearthfire, or something like. You know, yeah, you remember, you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I do remember that. Yeah. Where you just had to carry wood around right, all the time. Yeah. Um, I hated that, <laughs> but um. And you hated the outposts in Fallout 4 like as well. I mean, a lot of it was just I hate building stuff in first person like that because it's so clumsy, especially the way that those games did it. I'm the not fact a that you can do builder a top... games in general, I'll no. be honest. I mean, in Fallout 4, I built enough to satisfy the quest demands, and yeah. I never looked at it again. You know, yeah. I didn't go back and help that settlement. Screw those people. <laughs> um, but the fact that you can do a top-down building angle in this one is a huge... Just all that by itself, that's a huge improvement. That They just give you a, a customization screen, and you have to stand there and try to figure out where you want to put the the wall in first person and oh that's not where i thought it was going to be because the angle was wrong and now i gotta like yeah just let me build it in a builder mode like that's finally like finally you get that yeah um but that doesn't seem to be a huge focus of like you know what you're doing the whole time like there's you know you obviously you're looking for resources and doing all that but it doesn't quite seem the same in terms of like approach like look style what what, what kind of space thing you're simulating like just no man's sky does not scratch the Going out and and kind of humanity reaching for the stars idea that mm-hmm. Starfield is going for, in, which I guess is kind of what they mean by NASA punk. Yeah, they didn't say that again. You know, but being able um, to land anywhere you want on the planet and like just being able to fly sure, up but that's, to the planet. But that's also elite dangerous. It's also yeah. uh, about five other games whose titles I can't. Yeah, remember. Yeah, I'm just saying that's one of. A dozen elements I think are similar between the two. I mean, games. similar, but there's no like, the idea that someone is like I would look at Starfield in any capacity and say I've already played that because I played No Man's Sky is absurd. Like, it's I'll, just I'll not just there. say this: before we saw Starfield nothing in today, No Man's Sky looks like that. Nothing like yeah. this. Like that looks more like Star Citizen than No Man's Sky. Yeah, frankly, I, I'm just saying before we saw Starfield in full today, I had not even connected the dots between those two games at all, and. After watching Starfield, I had connected those dots. So it definitely impacted me in some significant way to think hmm. that. I, um, I don't know how you wouldn't see some parallel just because they're yeah, both Yeah, I space, hadn't for some reason. They're both space exploration games. Yeah. I guess when I was always looking, thinking about Starfield, I just thought about Skyrim, you know? I was like, it's just going to be Skyrim, but on an alien planet. I, I didn't mean, think that there is. would be like the traversal between the planets. And that would I didn't think that would be a big thing. Oh, I guess. I, I, if it wasn't, I wouldn't have played it like that the whole point yeah, would have even if it was just if, you, if you just clicked a button and traveled to a different planet i would have been furious <laughs> absolutely because it's what's the it. fucking point <laughs> i would have played it to talk about it on the show but if it, if like say the show didn't exist by then i would probably skip that but i mean the outer worlds is that the like, outer worlds isn't promising with this promise the outer worlds isn't focusing on the space exploration idea of things the outer worlds isn't trying to make you customize your own ship and and show yeah. you all the gadgets and the tricks and the, and then sitting in the seat and looking at all the screens and all the little beepy things and looking at the tech and all that like yeah. outer worlds is a story driven character driven you know you're you're on these planets it's not important how you get there this is you know especially if they're invoking nasa in the way of, of, of their idea like this is about space this is this is for all mankind more than outer worlds like that's you know that's why that's why i draw a distinction between this and like no man's sky is no man's sky has no grounding in reality whatsoever this seems to be trying to do some kind of hard sigh of extrapolation of like what if in 2030 2330 
you know, humanity has has reached the stars and we're doing this thing. And, you know, I imagine you're going to have to worry about, you know, the integrity of your suit and like all the, you know, that kind of, you know, the different gravities not. and stuff. <laughs> like not. No Man's Sky does not simulate different gravity except in extreme yeah. cases. Like there's, you know, none of that. I bet you're going to have to worry about how the gravity works when you're landing the ship. I hope you know, not. I hope it doesn't get that granular. I'm sure there will be auto stuff for that, but yeah. I bet you'll be able to. I, I, bet I want a little more there. autopilot than that. Um, character models. A big sore point for me watching that footage. They, particularly after playing some recent games, those character models looked last gen, I guess maybe is a better way to put it. Well, I wouldn't say that. Really? They're, they're not on par with like Horizon, sure. But that's the best. Those are the best character models Bethesda's ever made. Yeah, but thing. I would argue that that's the, been a weakness in their sure, games. Sure, but like, like they look fine. They look fine. They look okay. They look fine. But like that, the, you spend the, so much time looking at characters in these games. I'm way more worried about whether they got a decent fleet of voice actors this time. You know, Bethesda yeah. has a, that history of like, oh, one one voice actor voices all the elves. Kind of, yeah, you know? yeah. That's more annoying to me than than. But like the facial expressions and and the the conversational behaviors in that trailer look fine to me. Like they're they're more, they're not like bleeding edge but they're i'd say they're pretty close to state of the art in terms of what you're expecting from your average game um which is not something you could always say about bethesda's open world stuff yep uh skill system looks crazy yeah looks awesome i like the idea of of unlocking one and then improving it through use i like you know that that seems like a nice balance between a, a more player driven point driven level up system and sort of the traditional bethesda get better by doing mm-hmm. thing so yep. I, I i dig that also uh, the seems traits, like seems another like a way focus. to yeah the the trait system another way to get your character where the to the character you want it to be to play as um, I think all that stuff's going to be great I can't imagine that that they would screw that up it's something that they've been great at for a really long time so I'm pretty confident uh, that that's something that they will get right um, overall I'm still very excited for Starfield don't get me wrong mm-hmm. um, but again it's like my expectations were so high because of the long wait the all the time that we've spent getting uh, waiting to check it out so that's it's so. interesting to me because i would never factor weight into my expectations of, of a game like how long it's they not spend even just on... games it's just life in general if no. there's something that i'm really excited for the longer it takes for me to get it the more excited for it i get oh, whether no, it's I, an I album from my favorite rock band or anything no. else like if anything my expectations become more realistic over time <laughs> uh, okay it's time for us to grade the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. I'll start. Mm-hmm. I will give it a. I'll give it a B minus, hmm. because to me, there were really three big games. There was Redfall, there was Diablo, and there was Starfield. And to me, the rest of this stuff was just kind of filler. And I get why they did it. They need to promote Game Pass, and I think this was a successful way to do it. And I think, as far as a vehicle of doing that, they did it. Um, but that's not what I wanted to sit down and watch. So to me, three big games in 90 minutes, that's a little low. So B minus for me. What about you? I mean, I told you. <laughs> you did. Well, so you said on Game Face mm-hmm. to lower your expectations. But then when we started today, you seem to have changed a little bit and we're a little more excited. But as it turns out, your initial gut mm-hmm. feeling was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to give that a B. Yeah, like, I was teetering between a B and B minus. It didn't, you know, all the the indie stuff does not bother me the way it seems to bother you. Like I just, it doesn't bother me. I just feel like that that's valuable space that could be used for. But there's nothing else, else to put there. Like but, that, I mean, that's I, what I'm trying to say is, in a perfect world, yeah, you'd have perfect dark to show instead. But they don't. It doesn't exist no, yet. My, my point was that the stipulation that they either had to be Game Pass or out in the next twelve months, I think, hurt the show because. 
there were several games that I threw out there in my predictions, like Suicide Squad killed Justice League, or what about mm-hmm. Star Wars Jedi Survivor? Like, there's a lot. Well, there's of, no way that has anything ready to go yet. I don't know. You don't know that though. Like, there's tons of good third-party stuff that could have been in this that wasn't because Microsoft had set up these parameters that it wanted for the presentation. And again, it's their presentation; they can do what they want. I just think that if they had peppered in some of these third-party games in there, it would have been a stronger presentation. Eh, the presentation was trying to sell you Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. Their yeah. their target was that they yeah. don't they don't because uh, clearly you know why is Jedi Survivor not in this? Because I bet Jedi Survivor is not on Game Pass. Yeah. Even though it is looks like it is coming no, out in the next but year. That's what I was saying. The caveat I I carved out was that because of the parameters that Microsoft put on this presentation. If it had not done that, it, I feel like it could have been a better presentation. But I don't think that's what they're after. I, I, I factor in yeah, their goal. They're not. It's and not I think next to them, year, that wouldn't be a stronger presentation because their strong their strength they're going for is Game Pass. Game yeah. Pass, Game well, Pass, next Game year, Pass. my expectations for this will be way different mm-hmm. because I feel like now I've finally gotten over the hump of like, it's not like the old Xbox press conferences and no. it's never going to be it that never way will again. Be. It never will be. Yeah. Um, Unless something happens that makes them feel they have to do that again. And I can't really imagine what that would be. Yeah. Like if, it would have to be them completely bailing on their strategy. And I don't much. think that they can do that. And what would make them do that? I can't think of anything I don't think that right they now. could. No, they're, they're in too deep. Now. I don't think there's any, like, Not putting the gen. car in reverse at this point. No, like, I mean, you, you'd, you'd, it would take a new console launch uh-huh. for the, whatever, whenever the next gen happens to reposition like that. You're, 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 you're on that track. Yep. For the Series X, anyway. Chat, put in your letter grades and any questions that you have for us. Go at Sifted Games in chat, and we'll answer a bunch of them, um, if you guys have any. Um, but overall, I was a little disappointed in this. I think part of it is that I've been pretty disappointed in, in Summer Game Fest slash E3 22 in general. Um, I really was kind of looking at this as the thing that could maybe save it, and I don't feel that it did. Now, Nintendo does have a thing coming up on Wednesday that could be the, the saving throw, so to speak. Uh, but I really thought that this was going to be it because... Microsoft should have so many games with all these studios that's under its banner right now, but, you know, obviously those projects still just aren't ready to show. Yeah, so. I mean, the last two years have been rough. Like, they got to, yeah. you know, people lost time, and, you know, the, the, you, know you, can't, you can't underestimate the fact that we're still seeing the, uh, the delay effects of COVID yeah. and all that. Like, people lost years. It's true. Yep. Um, okay, let's go to chat and see what's happening in there. You guys were along for the ride with us today. You guys have been awesome as usual. Um, here we go. Here are the letter grades. Matter of fact, C+. Film Gamer, C-. Meloac, C+. Lazy Worm, B-. Scorpio is fine. It's D. Ouch. Day of Zero, a B. Liberal Hack, C+. B- from Betrays. Croak, a C. Eth Demon, a B+. God from Sifted, a B+. Darmus, a C. We're, we're way higher than most people on this. Big Dave, Lazar to see. Yeah, it looks like people are not happy. Danny Endurance a B. What is going on with Goldeneye? Good question. Uh, Nightwing 3060 a B. Solid B. Fruit Eater a B plus. Okay, some better grades here in the bu- coming coming in now. Um, Fresh from the Deli C minus. One Super Master Gamer D. Regal Vamp C. Emperor Dread C plus. Shibuka B plus. So I think we're a little higher on it than a lot of people. Um, but that's okay. Um, ETH Demon. This is better than I expected, to be honest, given the state of the world. We are seeing all the effects of the last two years coming to bear, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, 
I think it's kind of funny how the industry shrugged off COVID and a lot of people were kind of cavalier about it. Oh, it didn't yeah. hurt us. Like working from home didn't hurt us. And I think as it turns out, yeah, it did. Yeah, but then when the release date hits the road. Yeah, I think ultimately it did end up hurting. And indies have done better in terms of staying on target because a lot of them worked out of home anyway. There were smaller teams. There was less adjustment. Like, you know, a lot of that stuff stayed, well, except Silk Song, I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess that was the biggest surprise. Maybe the biggest surprise for me is like just we didn't get a, a release date for Silk Song. Like, <laughs> it's really absurd. It's uh, it's it's surprising. Like it it's feels absurd. like that. I, I I hope they do some kind of like behind the scenes on the making of that game because I do wonder what what took so long. I, mean, <laughs> I guess just fine tuning something that fine tunable. I mean, it is a pixel perfect game. Yeah, and so the game has to be pixel. It perfect. It has to be. Yeah. Yep. Um, Toast Nine. Who won E3? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I would wait until Wednesday when we see what Nintendo has to... I didn't know Nintendo had a thing. Yeah, there's, I think there's a Direct or something on Wednesday. Um, so I would wait until whatever Nintendo does in this window to determine that. But from what I've seen so far, like I thought Sony's state of play was better than this. What do you think? Oh. It definitely had more big games. Did it? Yeah. Like what? I mean, it had Final Fantasy 16 was one of the lower games on the totem pole for that event. That would have been that's one of the only games I, two or three. One of the only this. games I remember from that event. <laughs> like, not, I'm not kidding. I don't, I, there was nothing very, very little in that that I remember being all that interested in. In the end, I mean, the Last of Us remake, uh, uh, Final Fantasy 16 looked pretty good. I, but I, don't, I have more faith in that because of the people making it more yeah. than the fact that it's Final Fantasy. I, other than that, I, Gotham Knights looks like garbage. It does. Um, yeah, I'll agree with that. I can't. Uh, the other stuff that they kind of did is a big. I can't remember anything else. Um, God from Sifted says, do you think the Gears collection was a fake rumor or is it still coming? I don't know. I think it's real. I mean, it's, it seems kind of like a no brainer. It makes too much sense. Yeah. I think it's real. Yeah. And this, the source that that came from is very reliable. Um, Danny Endurance also asking what's going on with Goldeneye. Honestly, I don't really care. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I literally played Goldeneye like probably a thousand. You want to talk about one of the few things that I'm still more sick of than Left 4 Dead. Like, I was the guy who went through and, yeah. like, achieved all the unachievable mm-hmm. times through each level. Like, I I do not need to... And I played the multiplayer for probably a thousand hours alone. I, I do yeah, not need more Goldeneye. Uh, I, I would, Goldeneye, I would load up and play the dam and never look at it again. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember this. That's fun. And, yeah. like, that was it. And listen to the pause music for, like, 30 minutes because that pause music goes hard. Yeah. But... It does go hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Fresh from the deli, do you think this will be the worst fall in gaming in the last decade? I mean, if you... It might be. If you're just looking for AAA stuff, yeah, like it's pretty sparse. It's looking real bad. Like, I'm, I've been saying this for like a couple months now, that Saints Row is going to be one of the big games of the fall. Saints Row and God of War seem yeah. to be your two big big, big hitters there. Who would have ever thought? And maybe if Nintendo has... I mean, Nintendo's Pokemon. So yeah. That, I, mean, to po- I mean, obviously, Pokemon isn't setting our worlds on fire personally, but Pokemon's a big deal. Yeah. It's a new Pokemon game. It's a new mainline Pokemon game. Scorpio's Finest. When will we start to see true next-gen games on Xbox? I agree with you, man. Like, and even Starfield, to me, just... It's almost there, but it's just not yeah, it's quite... it's there. But, like, it's like... Yeah, it doesn't... It doesn't look like uh, Ratchet. Forza or... Motorsport, I think, Forza's probably there, falls yeah. in there. But otherwise, you're right. Like, we're just not getting it yet. And look, we're not getting it in a lot of cases on the PlayStation 5 either. So I'm not singling out Xbox on this. But this has been the slowest generation to get going, like, ever. Yeah. Well, it's there's, there's a pandemic, and there was they, you know, people got the, the hardware late. And, you know, I think next year you're going to start seeing it. You're going to start seeing that transition. 
Yeah. And everybody had to wait around for, you know, because of the chip shortage, people didn't weren't able, you know, people weren't even able to adopt the new systems as fast as they wanted to. So, like, there's, there's a whole lot of reasons that the, the transition to full next-gen stuff has taken longer than you might expect. PS5's at 20 million now. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. That's the GameCube. Already, yeah. it's whooped the GameCube. But you're starting to catch up now. Like, yeah. you're see, you know, starting next year. And I'm sure, you know, God of War is going to have some surprises in it. I mean, partly, I mean, yeah, you still got to run on PS4. But, like, there's elements of some of the stuff they've shown of God of War. I'm just like, you don't remember what God of War 1 looked like if you mm-hmm. think that looks exactly the same. Yeah. It's like, but I would also... I mean, Horizon looks really different, too, from the original. Yeah, it does. Yeah, the bells and whistles are there. They're not, you know, they're not like... Oh my God! Could only be done on PS5 yet. There but. are still there are moments in Horizon that are pretty gobsmacking, oh, yeah. though. Like there are moments, not yeah. the whole game, but there are times where I'm like, okay, this is yeah. only a bit possible on PS5, yeah. but it's just not the whole game like it should be. Um, Andy T. Monahan, if he threw returns next year, would those games with 2023 release windows be a good return if stage shows happen? Meaning, like, are these games going to show up at E3 next year? I mean, that would be breaking the rule, right? Well, it depends what week they do it, right. I guess. <laughs> it's really coming down to like a seven-day like window or whatever. Um, I would hope not. I, I mean, would they better that... be pretty sure. I mean, I would hate to see have to see Todd and Pete get up there and present Starfield again. They might. So. They very well might. That game's going to be very important. Yeah. So they very well might. You might see it. I would say 80% of the games we just saw, we will not see at E3 again. At least I hope to God not. Yeah, most of that feels like it can be done in the next 12 months. Yep. Estmont, do you think that maybe we, the hardcore, missing the point about where the industry is moving forward. I don't care about mobile or indie games, but they seem to make lots of money. They do. Well, the indie games, I don't think, make lots of money. Some of them do. Well, games that are indie games on Game Pass, the development studios make good money. Yeah, that's a good deal for them. But I think the vast majority of indie games fall on their face. There's there's hundreds, thousands of them that are released every year. And you only end up hearing about probably 20 or 30 of them when it's all said and done. So there are lots of indie games that fail. But mobile gaming, it's like... It's like a money tree. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mobile gaming is its own thing. It is. Really. It's completely different. Um, and I don't think that because we're hardcore that we have to be sympathetic to the mobile gaming market and be like, you know what, maybe I should give that a try. No, I did give no. it a try, and I don't freaking like it. Yeah, I don't have any use for mobile games. I not, Yeah, like I don't... Like yeah. mobile versions of things, you know, okay, that's one different thing. But like, you know, kind of the standard mobile model, I don't care. But those aren't good games. That's not what I want to do. I've never played a, I've never played one of those like kind of, you know, free to play, like you know, those treadmill games that I've had fun playing. Yeah, I don't want to watch an ad to keep playing a game. I just don't. Yeah, and like there's plenty of match three games I can play that do not involve free. trying to fleece they me. They have for... no ads in them at all. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily agree with what you're saying. I get what you're hinting at. That I just think it's a different thing. I just think it's, you know, it's like saying the difference between like movies and TV. Yeah. Like, they're just two similar but completely different, you know, media streams, basically. Yeah. And look, I appreciate that market because I spend so much time with Pactor. And Pactor, mm-hmm. probably 60 to 70% of his time that he spends playing video games are mobile games. And he's very, he's into it. Like, he and I, off-camera, we have arguments and debates about mobile gaming every time we record episodes of Pactor Factor. But while I still don't come over to his side, I do have an understanding and appreciation for it and understand that it is a different market that I don't want to have anything to do with. That is, as you said, very, very successful. So Mm -hmm. there's no denying it. But as Matt said, it's an entirely different market, and we don't have to be a part of it um, to appreciate it and understand that it's something different that is also equally successful. 
Um, AJ the Legend Watson, do you believe that there will ever be a genre that hits the scene and is lasting is long lasting as the first person shooter? I mean, <laughs> the platformer, platformer, two D platformers, yeah. they've been around for forever and they still go strong. I don't really like to play them anymore, but you know, there's a kid born every minute, mm-hmm. <laughs> or thousands, millions of kids born every minute who have never played one. So that genre is going to go on and on. Shooters are going to go on and on. But those are probably the two. Yeah, driving games have always been around yeah. in some form, but they, they ebb and flow. And they've really been like ebbing lately. Mm-hmm. Like they are not the genre that they used to be. No, as far as excitement and sales are concerned. So, uh, but yeah, those are probably that's the trinity, I guess, of genres that have been around for a long time and will probably continue to be around forever. Uh, let's see if you guys got anything else for us. Unless you want to count match three games. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> they will never die. Uh, Gino, Mike, a bit off topic. What happened to Beyond Good and Evil 2? Yeah. I, not on Game Pass. Not on Game not Pass. Not in the next 12 months. And Ubisoft didn't do a press event. Yeah, Ubi wasn't here. Yeah. Didn't show up at all for this either. So, yeah, they just they just took E3 off. Um, Betrays. Did you expect anything Fable-related like me? So, I did. Nope. And Matt didn't. And Matt was right. Yeah, I expected, like, something, like a gameplay trailer or something showing, like, the game running, but no, Matt did not. So we were split on that, and Matt was right. Um, Danny that'd be Durance. fair if we'd known the tw- next 12 months thing ahead of time. I think we would have agreed on a lot more things. Yeah. Danny Durance is saying the Direct is happening Wednesday at noon Eastern, 40 minutes long. All right. Okay. Um... Norks Nessie ninety four. They ever mentioned anything about Deathloop? Do you think it's still coming out this year for Xbox? Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Um, You're, it is a little weird that they didn't mention it. Maybe there's something. Yeah, it felt d- like something you'd throw in at least in a montage or something. Yeah, maybe there's some kind of a deal with Sony where they're not allowed to talk about it yet. I don't know. That could be. Yeah. They might have to wait until closer to the actual release. Yeah, and Betray's actually asked the same thing in a follow up. Um, Vista says, just to be clear, Nintendo has not announced any direct yet. Okay, hmm. so we're getting. And actually, Danny Endurance supplied a link to Engadget saying that there was one. So I don't hmm. know what's going on there. Um, Spillage Village, a great username. Current consensus is that chip shortage will end towards the middle of 2024. Still feeling effects on supply chains from shutting down economy. Autos in a really bad place. Okay. And there's no question there. But all right. <laughs> um, Darmus, what does Matt think about Samsung, including Xbox gaming without a console? I think we talked about that on Game Face last week, didn't we? I don't know. Uh, Samsung TVs are going to have Xbox in it. Something, yeah, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, we talked about how Pactor's vision for the future is not a, not a, not a whole lot of use if you don't already have a controller somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Vincent says that link was to a 2021 page. Okay, so maybe there isn't mm. a direct. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's all your questions. We got through them all. Uh, thanks to everybody for showing up. And uh, everyone was here for our pre-show and our live commentary and our post-show analysis. You guys asked great questions afterwards. Appreciate it very much. Um, we will be back very soon, actually. In like a day and a half, we'll be back right here for Game Face 304. Uh, it'll be on Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. We will get into the rest of the stuff that was shown at Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest presentation that was like two hours long. There's a ton of games in that that we'll talk about. And we've also, I've been playing a couple mm-hmm. games as well. I don't know if you've been playing anything. I played um, the, uh, the demo of Fire Emblem. Oh, oh, I forgot that that was available. I'll have to play that as well. Um, I've been playing like three games, so we'll mm. definitely have some games to talk about. We'll wrap up E3. We'll be really excited for that show. Make sure you guys show up. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, help us out if you can. Head to patreon.com sifted. 
Uh, our content, everything we do, supported 100% by Patreon. If we don't get paid there, we don't get paid at all. Uh, so we'd appreciate it if you could go and check it out. So Matt, great E3 with you again, even though much easier and shorter than yeah, we... Yeah, quick E3. <laughs> this is the easiest E3 I've ever done. <laughs> but always an honor and a pleasure to do it with Matt um, and to do it with you guys as well on chat. You guys have been great today. So have yourself a great Sunday. We'll see you guys on Tuesday for Game Day. Take it easy.